now starts the Southern Maryland Guitar Guru Show, featuring Dan Harsha and Dan Allman. This week's show, we're highlighting the latest in music, life, and we culture. different eyes. Yo, 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 this is Dan Harsha, and this is the Guitar Gurus, and with me always is... Dan Alden here. How you doing tonight, bud? Doing great, man. How are you? Hey, man. Another week down, another Tuesday in the books, man. We're taping tonight. That's right. Beautiful day today, too. Oh, yeah, man. The weather was fantastic, man. I think May finally arrived today. <laughs> hey, somebody uh, told spring it didn't have to stay home anymore. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. So, dude, you're, you're once again, you're on the Ollie's Bar and Grill Sound Sage phone system, calling in, working remote. Um, I don't know. Maybe well, next week you're coming back, or how's that going to work? What do we think yet? I'm ready whenever you are. All right. <laughs> uh, let's tentatively schedule, hopefully, for next week, man, because I think everything's opening back up officially this Friday. That's correct. So that'll be cool, man. Get back in here and, and get it cranking. Man, it's going to be an extensive sound check. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had all the other gear up and running since you haven't been here in a couple, two months, man. It's insane. Yeah, I got the old, I got to knock the old dust off this chair and microphone, man. Get me back in. Right, man. I, I've been using desktop microphone stands, so I got bust out the boom stands again, man. Wow. Nice. Yeah, well, I'm ready. I'm ready whenever you are, man. Yeah, yeah. So let's just, let's just schedule that for next week, man. Let's just get some normalcy back. That's what I there said. There you go. Yeah. So uh, the show's a little curtailed this week, um, but we'll get to that in a second. But I want to shout out to last week's show. Shout out to John Lusky. Shout out to Mike Mead for coming back on and um, spending time with us, spending another week honoring the memory of Frankie Clark. I found the, the, the show to be, frankly, one of the best shows we've probably done so far. Yeah, um, um, at mega episode, longest show we ever did, almost three hours. So shout out to that, and it was all entertaining. I mean, you were listening intently, and and it's a nice listen back because it was so long. So I that's mean, right. It's great. The viewership's up on it. Shout out to those two local guys coming on and and giving us some honest conversation about one of their best friends and a true legend of the Southern Maryland music scene, Frankie Clark. That's what's cool. But, yeah. Um, wow. But that was a great show last week. What was one of your key takeaways, Dan? I think, uh, for me, it was just, you know, having those two guys, you know, especially Mike, um, really just you know, be willing to come on and and, and talk about things and while you know while it's still fresh. You know, he that was a tough spot to be in, right? And and he did it. And for that, I mean, I thank him. That was my big takeaway: the fact that you know he could have took more time and just said, you know, I can't do this right now. But he felt, you know, it was, you know, that's part of the healing process. Get on and just talk about it. So. That was probably my biggest takeaway from it. Good deal. That's a great takeaway. Um, I just loved all the candid conversation. I didn't smell the sound of any kind of phony baloney at all in that the whole thing. 
no, no. You know, and, and that and that was refreshing, man. It really was because it's like sometimes when people talk to you, you're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but all last week it was like, yeah, okay. I mean, it was just great, man. It really was. Yeah, it was a beautiful thing to to be part of and experience and. Thank those guys for, for willing, being willing to do that. So. Yeah, with us coming on the show and, and giving us that side of themselves. That, that's yep. the other cool part about that. So, again, great show last week. Shout out to John, John Lusky. Shout out Mike Mead. And shout out to the uh, the memory of Frankie Clark, local legend, music legend. You'll always be remembered here on this show. Well put. Perfect. All right, dude. So this show this week is going to be curtailed. Uh, Higgy's on the beat. He's doing his thing. He's undercover. He's running some type of thing. I uh, know, just know he can't be here, and he's bummed out about it. So that's the life of uh, running a newspaper. So I get it. But so far, his attendance has been phenomenal. So it's just one of those things. We're going to work with it, and it's just going to make everybody have to tune in next week for Higgy on the beat. Um, That's right. In the meantime, do not forget to check out the Southern Maryland Chronicles. Right. Because just because he's not here this week, you still need your news. That's right. That's right. So in just a moment, we're going to fire up the Ollie's Bar and Grill soundstage phone system while it's still working. And we're going to get Sean Kirkpatrick on for Sean in 60 seconds. Actually, earlier today, he was an early scratch, too. But he managed to maneuver his schedule and now he is available. We're going to get an abbreviated segment with him, maybe 15 minutes or so, if that. But we're definitely going to get him on the on the horn in just a moment. So that's awesome. going to happen. But before that, I'm thirsty and I need to pop an ollie. Are you ready, man? Oh, man. Let me uh, let me get one here. All right. Well, while you get one, I'm going to pop mine, all right? You go right on ahead and do that. Perfect. Here we go. Ah. That's the noise I love. That is it, man. What a glorious sound. That's it. All right, brother. Pop it up, buddy. All right, here we go. I'm going to join you. Yeah. Love it, it, man. I love it. Yeah, man. These are are fresh out of the uh, outdoor outdoor beer fridge. I love that refrigerator, man. You're the only guy I know that's got the outdoor patio refrigerator. Like a legit refrigerator that could be in a kitchen <laughs> everybody needs one that's right that's awesome man that's good stuff that's good form <laughs> um so yeah so dude this week man this week's been crazy uh, yeah i mean the memorial day weekend happy uh memorial day to everybody uh it was just a great holiday i mean i all i did for two days was wash and wax cars here was insane. Wow. I mean, because I didn't want to go nowhere. There, you know, it is what it is. With that, either you like going somewhere, or you don't need to go anywhere. I personally don't need to go anywhere right now because there's nowhere really to go to. You know, so that's true. There's nowhere really to go right now. All the places I want to go to are closed. You know, and it is what it is. But dude, I just sat at the house, man, and did an old American pastime, man. Washed and waxed the rides. Came inside, changed strings, polished the instruments. I just did a bunch of just cool, cool maintenance and cleaning and just mate, instrument maintenance, jamming, car maintenance and car waxing and car washing. Just having a good old time, man. Just trying to see how clean I can get it. You know what I'm saying? 
awesome, man. It was a beautiful weekend. So, well, dude, got I got the new rides. I got Frankie out there, dude. I gotta treat him right, you know. I got I got him looking up down in heaven on me, man. I gotta keep this car right. Right, right. Since I put two coats of wax on on it right off the brake, just to keep the paint fresh. So. <laughs> That's cool. Um, I took you- it. I took it easy myself. I didn't really do too much, but. I had me a little campfire on Saturday night in my little makeshift washing machine bricks I found in the woods fire pit that I built. Yeah, dude, that's the coolest fire pit around, by the way. You know, I had I had some company, which was nice. So it was just me and one other person around a bonfire. So that was that was pretty cool. Right. And still maintaining distance. Well, you, you know, you can only get so close from the fires region. Right. But uh, yeah, I didn't do much else. I just maintained the. Did the domestic stuff, man. Cut the grass, and, you know. Cleaned up and just made place look presentable. I did venture to Costco. <laughs> wow! All right. Yeah, well, we needed some things, so. Right. So masked up and went, huh? Yeah, that was like really um, the first place I've really been in for the last two months. Right. It is, and it, it, it was a, it was up. a different kind of experience. It was like Disney World because you know they shuffle you through and like. They got the cart set up, so you feel like you're going through, getting ready to get on a ride at Disney or whatever. Yep. And once you get in, everybody's so spread out. There wasn't a ton of people. It was actually a pleasant experience. Right. I've been, I've been in, uh, I've been in there in the before times. <laughs> Woo, dude! People on top of people back in the day. I mean, that place gets nuts. Oh yeah, man. But it was such an easy in and out, so I felt good about it. And done. Then I grilled up a bunch of stuff on Sunday and ate that for two days. So, yeah, I did the old, my American pastime, you know, just putting a bunch of meat on the grill and just letting it roll. Yeah. I love that, man. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. Real good stuff. You can't, you can't stop me if I want to grill. I'm, I'm doing it. Right. Big, big old cigar, bunch of beers just sitting around the grill like, man, shit. <laughs> Everybody leaves you alone. They, you know, they stay in the house because you're out there doing man stuff, really. They don't want to. They don't want to learn how to do that, so they leave you alone. <laughs> Lord, I'm grilling out here. What yeah. do you want? <laughs> right, I'll bring it in when it's done. Ah. <laughs> what time's it ready? Oh, you want to do this? <laughs> right. <laughs> Never mind. Just let me know. <laughs> I get it, dude. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. Man, it's like, yeah. It sounds like we both had a pretty cool, chill Memorial Day weekend. I think that's yeah, what it's very, all about. Very chill, brother. Very chill. Oh yeah, I got a shout out to all the all the guys that rallied in Charlotte Hall, man, kicking ass and taking names in that parking ride. Loved it. Now that was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I watched some videos and I'm like, good lord. Oh good god, dude. are you serious, man? Like. I wouldn't want to take my car there because I wouldn't want to get it messed up with all that rubber flying around. <laughs> Hell no. Hell right. no. I don't get it, man. When, when I didn't know when I, when I came up in the 90s and we were all about speeding, the point was never to be seen. Well, yeah. Uh, you're right. I mean, I don't speed. You ever see me speed? Yeah, right. right. You're, right? Trying, you're <laughs> trying not to get caught. You don't right, want right. to draw attention. Right. I go on roads that I know are not traveled. On purpose. <laughs> I mean, these kids, man, learn how to speed already. Don't be seen. Jeez. I mean, dude, no one was going to... What were you going to win? Parking lot cred? 
fuck yeah, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Be a parking lot hero. Look yeah. at me. Yeah, heavy metal. Dude, I get it. <laughs> heavy metal parking lot. I knew where you were going with that. Right. <laughs> yeah, but even them dudes were cool. All they did was hang out and drink beer. Uh, yeah, they didn't. The, the car was just a vessel to get them there. Right. <laughs> I do that. Like I said, man. I, I'm impressed they got that many people to show up. That that's what I'm impressed about. For real. Well, you know, I know you how good hard weather it is and get... people are cooped up, man. It was bound to happen. Right. I know. I'm just saying. I just know how hard it is to get people to show up to things, man. They got a lot of people there. Yeah. Uh, give it a few months. Try it again. Nobody's gone. Right. They lose interest. The novelty. <laughs> the novelty will wear off. Yeah. I got some. Uh, I got some good music news. Oh yeah, shoot for it. Yeah, the uh, the Dynamos are going to resume practice starting this Saturday. Oh yeah, that was going to be my question. Y'all didn't start this past past weekend. Yeah. It's going to be this yeah. weekend. Yeah, after two months, we're going to just get we're going to get back at getting the uh, putting the old WD forty on the bolts here, man. Because I know going to be a little rusty at first. Right. Oh man, dude! When you come up in here next week, man, wait till you get in here and check Whoa. out the check out the Craigslist caper for that amp, that Ampeg amp I got. The Craigslist caper, right? <laughs> good stuff. But well, uh, I can't wait to uh, can't wait to thump away on that little thing, dude. We can seriously have like a little mini jam session with the little drum machine on the computer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and this, it's gonna be fun, man. We're gonna celebrate your return. Oh, their return. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a good time with it. Cool. Hey, well, let's do this. Let's fire up the Ollie's Bar and Grill Soundstage phone system. Let's get Sean Patrick on the phone. What do you think, dude? All right. Let's check him out and see what he's got this week. All right, dude. I'm going to put you in the open spot. I'll be right back, all right? Yeah. All right. Here we go. We're going to get Sean Patrick on for Sean in 60 seconds in his weekly spot here on the Southern Maryland Guitar Guru Show. We're going to live vicariously through him. And see what's happening. He was an early scratch, but now he's back. Good evening, gurus. Hey, Sean, what's happening, brother? Oh, you know, I'm just trying to get breathing back in my nose. <laughs> I got you. Hey, I got Auburn hanging out in the Auburn spot. Let me merge him over, all right? All right. All right. Um, Auburn, say hi to Sean. Hi, Sean. Hi, Alvin. How are you, sir? I'm doing quite well. How are you? I am fantastic. That is fantastic to hear. Yeah, buddy, yeah. Did I miss it? Did you do Good Evening Guru? You did miss it. You always Damn it. Damn it. They missed it, but not next week. <laughs> I, I, I look forward to the to the episode uh, premiere so I can hear it, you know, just like everybody else does. It sounds so cool. So are you loud back in the studio as of next week? That's the... Uh, yeah, I think that's what we're gonna. I think that's what we're gonna shoot for here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, it's just the two, it's just the two of us in there, and we're already like ten, you know eight to ten feet apart to begin with. So right. What's the difference? Right. Right. But I mean, the, the quarantine's already in phase one of being lifted, so the virus is over. Hey, already hey, hey Charles County opens May 29th. We're not breaking any rules. Amen. <laughs> you know what I think about rules, anyway. I've been, I've, been, I've been to places. Yeah, you know, we're, we're gonna open think. up. We're gonna open up the country. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, don't get me started. Sorry. I'm Sorry. so glad that that COVID decided to stop infecting people on May 29th. 
Right, I know. Hey, I'm you know. You. Hey, you know that that, 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 that that that's a significant date, May 29th, by the way. Oh yeah. That that is when y'all will celebrate the birthday of my year or whatever. That's my birthday. <laughs> of my year. Sorry. <laughs> One too many ollies before the show. <laughs> You're up, though. The birth. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just rambling at this point. I'm trying to make it through the show. I feel you, man. I feel you. And <laughs> we just yeah, started. <laughs> so we're going to, you know, May 29th is uh, the Dan Harsh of the, the, the birth of this year. Yeah. Or so this death. is going to be exciting stuff, man. I man, know. I can't wait for the year to be born. Hey, man. Hey, it's <laughs> all. it all starts on that day, dude. That's what I meant to say. It all starts on that day. Yeah, I'll be, I'll you be know, there. there's a lot of great things happening. I mean, like Sean said, the, the virus decided to be, you know, compliant and obedient and say, okay, I, we were done on May 29th. Dude, we get I, the message. Well, That's dude, a great day. It's because I told them it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm done with it. I said, you're done. It's my birthday. You're out of here. You're the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, because God knows it ruined mine. So thanks a lot, COVID-19. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking loser. Mine was March 21st. It was like four days after they had shut everything down. So I was like, oh, Jesus. That sucks because well. we had some pretty cool plans too, man. That was bullshit. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yes, yeah. that was definitely one hell of a curveball that got thrown out all of us. But you know what? It's time to swing away. We're going to swing away at that thing. What's yeah. That? Yeah. At first, we had Serrano at bat. He couldn't hit a curveball. If anybody gets the reference, I don't uh-huh. know if they will. Yeah, Major League. You telling me Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? <laughs> <laughs> Up your butt, Joe Boo. <laughs> That's a great line. Yeah, yeah I just showing my age now. So right, right. Hey, no, that movie—you can I've watch that movie and it's still relevant. It is. I was thinking of, of uh, basketball actually at first. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, wow. yeah, I love that. Now that, now that's a movie uh, I haven't heard of oh, since your father was. Yeah. Hey, man, you said no more journey psych-outs. <laughs> Steve Perry. Oh, jeez. You've been gone. Oh, we could do that all night. Dude, we could do that all night. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, so, yeah, we're having a weird episode, dude, so bear with us. Everybody's in a really good mood, so this is fucking awesome. Hey, it's episode 74. 74? What, what the, what, you know, what, the year what, I was what conceived. You, whatever you more. Whatever you more. <laughs> hey, that's I good was, stuff. I thought that was the temperature today. Yeah. It, it was hot today. It was. Did you feel the burn? Good God, did I. <laughs> Still feeling it. I'm, I'm like as soon as I got home, the first thing I did was just took off all my clothes. I got open all the windows, just got the breeze going. I'm just sitting there like, oh, airing out, <laughs> airing out. Hey, it's not that kind seat. of show here. <laughs> it is that kind of show because there ain't no cameras, right? Not, not yet. Oh, I mean, you man. could. You, I mean, even if there were cameras, I'd probably just feel like waist up and not wear pants. You know, so oh sweet. <laughs> Thinking about it, actually, I might do some uh, do some more blogging. I was almost there, almost almost to the point of doing that today, but I got a bunch of videos together for it, and I just kind of edited it together, do a bunch of jump cuts to make it look funny, and then uh, I'll probably have something together maybe next week. But I think that would be I think it's gonna, that'll be fun. A vlog, be a new new fun thing to do. Dude, I'd love to see that. Right. 
Put it on your Instagram. Did you see um, that like there was people doing like driving shows and stuff like that? Like, yeah. uh, was it Keith Grasso and Amy Lloyd that did right. the show at Richie's? Yeah, no, at Galazio's. They did Galazio's, yeah. Oh, Galazio, that's what it was, yeah. Yep, people in the parking lot getting their food and, you know, some entertainment. I think Lusky did one over the weekend, too. Oh, where was yeah. he at? Uh, somewhere over in Calvert. I can't remember exactly what the place was called. Um, shit, I'm sorry, John. He told me all about it. <laughs> I'm old, I can't remember. But yeah, those driving shoes are getting pretty popular. And, you know. I don't know how I feel about them. I mean, I'll do one, but I don't know how I feel about them. Well, I mean, if you're busking, you're busking, dude. I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's busking, that's, that's one thing, but like... And I guess that's basically what that was. It's basically busking, yeah. Yeah. In my, in my opinion, but I could be wrong, but... That's kind of what it is. I mean, you're 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 doing it because you just want to get out and, and play. If a couple dollars end up in your guitar case, okay, that's cool too. People want the entertainment, is what it says. Yeah, that is one thing that has always been true. I think there's something to the whole just people like there's something primal to just getting together and dancing to like one beat and like synchronized formation you know, close, close together like in in the matrix i don't know if you guys like obviously you guys probably have seen the matrix right oh sure. yeah man all the time they're in this in this underground place they haven't seen daylight forever they're they're breathing recycled air and yet they still want to get together and do these tribal like dance parties underground like that's something they that's in the human nature to do to do that you know it's a sci-fi footloops Right. <laughs> At that exactly. point, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, same premise, you know. People, that's our nature. It, yeah, I mean, that's like, that's kind of exactly what it was. Um, and I mean, I just it blew my mind. I, I can't imagine. I couldn't imagine that this would ever happen because it just seemed like something that was always there. You know, just being able to get together and have a bunch of people around and just dance and have fun. You know. Right. So you, you always think no matter what happens we'll always have each other right and then now we're stuck in a situation where like oh yeah by the way you can't depend on each other ever again yeah don't go near each other don't don't even think about it yeah that's the new normal yeah that's, uh, I don't know dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I hope it's the temporary normal we're gonna get back to being humans by nature eventually you know we have to. If you want to get on the dance floor and grind, man, you're going to grind. I mean, all, what, what it's really done is COVID-19 has made an atmosphere for bad customer service, <laughs> uh, shitty stores, trying to charge more for common goods that they, they, you know what I'm saying, everything went up in price. Oh, yeah. And then people panic buying because they're like, oh, God, my asshole can't be without toilet paper because I'm precious. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, what I mean, then now we got to ration that stuff out, and then at the end of the day, we're all going to get back to normal anyway. So I mean, it's like if everybody would just, you know, wash their hands and just do basic human functions, we'd be all right. Yeah. Now, we like, we know that price gouging is illegal, right? Oh, dude. Yes. Yeah, how are you going to prove it? You're going to go to court, file, I'll see you in court, motherfucker. Okay, see you over 50 cents, bitch. 
You know, I mean. Right. <laughs> now, gouging is dying. Where is that line? Like, how far can you fucking push it before it becomes price gouging and not just the supply and demand? Right. It's such a fine line to walk right there. I can't figure it out. Yeah, that's not a. I mean, we don't really know, but we know that there's certain things that we're just not going to pay for at a certain point. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm, you know, I'll, I'll gather up some fucking oak leaves out of the woods. I don't give a shit if I can't find the other sock because I know what I used it for. <laughs> Go through your closet, cut up the clothes you can't wear no more. There's your toilet paper, right? Run it through the fucking washing machine. Reuse it, not flush it. Cloth diapers, bad thick. <laughs> Cloth diapers. Good lord, man. It's just ridiculous to me and. We're going to be okay, man. We're going to be okay. Yeah. Exactly. We're getting there. We're getting there. Speaking of getting there and being okay, uh, remember how I said that I was going to, like, right when, the, like, back when this first started, I would I would technically qualify for unemployment because I did all the taxes and stuff like that and care of the paperwork? Yeah. Finally got unemployment. That just happened. Like, the week Holy shit. I, uh, I haven't even gotten paid yet. I just... I just got on it, though. Finally, I've made it through the Beacon portal system. Whatever the hell. Holy shit, that took forever. Yeah. Wow. Damn. I think it was like six or seven tries before I finally got my application through the system. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, it took, I tried it on my phone on a desktop and my laptop and I finally managed to get it done on my laptop after trying the desktop and phone again well good for you for making it happen man persistence is key yeah yeah it's a a good way to dwindle the numbers though of people who are actually going to apply because if it weren't for like other people pushing me to do it I wouldn't have I would have gave up after the first try because that kind of shit I can't handle. Like, as soon as I go to irs.gov website, I immediately, like, my blood pressure rises just looking at the homepage. Right. <laughs> um, I got you. Well, I'm clear on that one. <laughs> you start reading about... So this is what pissed me off the most about that shit, was that the security questions for making your account for unemployment, they had, like, a set of maybe 10 pre-made security questions that you had to answer. Well, probably seven of those questions were about either owning a house or being married or having kids. Like, all of those, like, seven of those questions were about that kind of shit. And I'm like, okay, so what the hell do you do if you're independent and not married and don't have kids or a house? Like, I need to pick three questions and... The fuck? Wow. (laughs) system's messed up, dude. Yeah, man. That's some righteous shit. Isn't it? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. And that's a perfect way to end the segment this week, brother. That was awesome. Well, I appreciate it. I'm just doing my best with what I got, you know? Right. Yes, you are, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, dude. All right, well, hey, we'll check you next week. All right, man? All right, guys. Y'all have a good one. All right, all right man. Brother. You too. See you, Sean. See you. Boom, and there he goes, man. That's Sean Kirkpatrick for Sean in 60 Seconds. Yeah, man. He always has a great 
way of seeing things. I like the way he sees everything that ha- that's going on. Yeah, man. I like his perspective. Yeah, it was good stuff, man. It's always yeah. a fresh take. Fresh take. Sweet. Cool. Well, dude, I think we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll get reset up and then get Nick Cat Source, Adele Norman for Musical Osmosis Podcast. They're, they're our guests this week. They were the one that helped us got into biz, and we're going to check in with them and see how they're dealing with COVID. Then we'll call it a night. What do you think? Can't wait. Let's do it, buddy. All right, dude. It's Guitar Gurus with Dan and Dan, Southern Maryland's number one choice for music talk radio. We'll be right back. Yo, 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 Albin, let's talk construction. All right, Mr. Harsher, what's up? Our good friends at Allied Renovations can offer the best value when it comes to replacing your home's exterior, whether it be your roof or facade. Did you know that? How does he do it? Streamlined operations. Jesse and his team have been part of the roofing community since 2015. Did you know that? Really? Yeah, Jesse has some of the deepest roots in our community. Did you know that? Why does that matter? Because you don't have to worry about the here today, gone to contractor schemes that are out there. Well, you know he's going to be around. That's some great stability. Yes, it is. So if and when the time comes, your home needs help with its roof or facade, please don't forget to contact Jesse Wickline at Allied Renovations. That number is 301-399-7031. Once again, that number is 301-399-7031. They are waiting for your call. Tattoos last forever. They're a permanent statement about your personality and style. Do you want to spend the rest of your life with ink that looks like it's been done by some junior apprentice? Or do you want a custom tattoo from Christopher Lane Tattoos? Chris has over 10 years in the biz and uses the best ink and machines in the industry. Check out Christopher Lane Tattoo's Instagram feed today and you will just see for yourself that he does some of the finest work in the Southern Maryland area. Give him a follow today and you will just marvel over the attention to detail in his work. Christopher Lane Tattoo's on Instagram is your start on a pathway to tattoo bliss. Book your appointment through Christopher Lane Tattoo's Instagram private messaging service for an exclusive bonus that only Guitar Guru listeners are eligible for. Follow Christopher Lane Tattoo's on Instagram today. Yo, 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 Albin, let's talk site maintenance solutions with Cooper Construction. Okay, great. Why are we outside? I wanted you to see how Cooper Construction's handling my site with the installation of my new septic tank system. I'm loving all this heavy equipment I'm seeing. You need this kind of equipment for this type of work. You say, do you? Yeah, man. Cooper Constructions offers complete site solutions for septic tanks and mounds, lot clearing up to three acres, and most importantly, stormwater management. Okay, let me get this straight. Cooper Construction offers site maintenance for lot clearing, septic systems, and stormwater management? You are correct. Does Cooper Construction have all the credentials needed for this type of work? Yes, they do, my friend. Cooper Construction has over 20 years' experience in the construction world. How do we get a hold of them? That's easy. Just dial 301-683-7766 and ask for a site visit today. Again, that number is 301-683-7766. Give them a call. You can also reach them on the web at buildwithcooper.com. Cooper Construction. From site to site, they will treat you right. What's up, y'all? This is Sam Grow, and you're listening to the Southern Maryland Guitar Guru Show. The Southern Maryland Guitar Gurus. The only guys that would do a live broadcast from Dog Man. We see different eyes.
Oh yeah, we're back from break. It's the Guitar Gurus, Southern Maryland's number one choice for music talk radio, and I got my best friend, pal, Dan Albin with me. Dan Albin, are you there, buddy? You know I'm here, buddy. You know it. That's right, dude. Got some energy, man. Sean got it sparked in us, man. I feel good now. Yeah, we had a great segment with Sean. Sean, 60 seconds. Sean, Kurt Patrick, the Children's Beauty Band, as always, does not disappoint. And there's a lot of positive energy this week. Everybody's feeling a little bit of normalcy on the horizon, and I cannot wait to be a part of that. That's right, man. It's coming back, dude. Hopefully in a couple weeks everything will be right. I know next week we're going to plan to have you back in studio, so that's going to be kind of rad. That's um, right. I'm returning to the chair next week, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, for episode 75. So, But right now in episode 74, we got Nick Katsource and Odell Norman from Musical Osmosis on the Ollie's Bar and Grill Soundstage phone system. They're hanging out. Say hi, guys. How's it going, man? Hey, hey, hey. Here you yeah. What is happening? How are my <laughs> pandemic pals doing? Wow. <laughs> this is, Nick, I'm not lying, man. This is some of the craziest shit I've ever lived through in my life, man. Yeah, it's hard to talk about without, like, going down the political rabbit hole. So I'll try to keep shit surface. Right, I know, I don't dude. want you getting any hate mail. I know, dude, but... <laughs> It's a very neutral show we have here, so we appreciate that. I'll behave myself. <laughs> right. But then again, you're just a guest. You're allowed to be whoever you are. We don't. We just let y'all talk. So. Oh, no. Nobody would have told me that. <laughs> no, 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 no. We got we to gotta, we gotta throttle you. You won't make it to episode 76 if that's the case. <laughs> we very much would like to, so we, we appreciate any uh, discretion you may have. <laughs> yes, in my old age, I have gotten good, or at least somewhat better, being diplomatic and biting my tongue at least a little bit. <laughs> right. Wow, man. And, uh, Odell, how are you, buddy? Doing well, man. Doing well. Times are a little, little crazy still, uh, you know. But all is all is well in the Norman household. So, uh, um, working and moving and all that fun stuff. And uh, can't wait to get back on the uh, podcast here in a, in a week or so. Oh, sweet! So you, yeah. guys gonna, you guys are going to get fired back up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, once, once the pandemic hit, it was one of those things where everything just hit the fan at work and stuff. So I had to uh, step back. And then uh, in the family, we, we moved. So all of that was going down at the same time. So it's it's been an interesting couple months here. <laughs> and Odell's totally cool, man. I could just keep doing musical osmosis without him, but it's not fun without him. I mean, it's still fun, but it's not as fun without my co-pilot sitting there. No, man, there's, you got the chemistry, man. That's what that's what makes it go, man. So it's yeah, can you imagine only one Dan on Gurus? That would be a travesty. We won't do it. We won't do it. No. No, we made that pact at the beginning. We won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get used to a formula. I remember my old band, even Steven. We could all be in the middle of a huge argument, and as soon as our drummer hit those sticks, like click, 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 we just start playing. Like we were that we were that like in tune with each other. We had that kind of chemistry. <laughs> we'll fight after practice. Let's get it. That's up. it. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, we all got to talk beforehand too. So yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not trying to step on uh, Dan's toes if he's got some questions. But I've got. We've both got questions for you guys tonight. So. Uh, all right. <laughs> 
We appreciate no you question. guys being here to entertain the questions we're going to throw at you. Yes, yes. And we cannot wait to hear about all the great things that you guys have on the horizon coming up with your fantastic podcast. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah. So, uh, what have you been up to since we last spoke? And give us a general COVID-19 update on each one of yourselves. How's it affected you? How's it affected you personally? Right now, you want to go first? You want me to take it? Um, yeah, go well, ahead, man. Well, since the last the, the last time we talked, it's been a little bit. Um, uh, th- things have definitely picked up. The nice thing, the one, the, <laughs> the silver lining in all of this, and, and Nick will, uh, will attest to this, is that since uh, fans can't really play out live, they have more time at home. So we've been able to get a lot more um, artists on online, uh, able to talk. Their you know their schedules have freed up some. So that that's been a yeah. Plus. One of our last guests before guests um, before break was Ernie C from Body Count, and I don't yeah. think we would have got him if he wasn't stuck at home. And he was awesome. Oh my gosh, he was awesome. One of the nicest guys ever. <laughs> You guys do an amazing job of scoring awesome guests, man. Yeah, it's, it's been fun, man, and it's been picking up. And, and, and the nice thing is, and, and you guys know how this works, is the more you do it and the more people see what you're putting out there and, and, and everybody's in that circle, if you will, so people know people and then they know these people and then they're like, oh, yeah, we were on with those guys. Or uh, I remember uh, Kevin Seconds from uh, 7 Seconds, he, he did a... Um, he did a couple live things, and um, you know, I, I, and I was in on it, and I shot a quick note through musical osmosis, and he gave us a shout out right in the middle of the set, which was really cool, and, and things like that. So, when those guys remember remember what you do, um, and and how they feel when they come on, it's, it's always a good thing when they when they when you have more when when you're like, okay, we're out of time, or we got to go, and they're like, oh man, we were. But like we were just getting started. That's all, that's like the icing on the cake when when you hear when you hear that. Yeah, right. For sure. And another thing that shows your hard work actually paying off is I used to have to really fucking pound the pavement when it came to booking, and now I have like that Ernie C interview. Like they wrote me. It was like, hey, do you want any of these guests? And wow. one of the people on there was Ernie for Body Count. That's awesome. And there would have been a time where I would have had to like write people for six months to get a guest like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And now they're actually coming to me more and asking, hey, we heard about your show. Can so-and-so call in? That's cool. Like that. That's Absolutely. Cool. That is fantastic, man. And then... I yeah, guess, it's yep. good when you see your work pay off, right, Odell? Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. And, I, and you, you know, you were talking about... Um, you guys are asking the question about, you know, what else were we doing during the COVID-19? Going back and listening to music... Be honest with you, I, I I have the time, uh, you know, I work a few days a week in in the office, but you know a lot of the work is uh, telework now. So, been able to go back and listen to some music that I really didn't get a chance to listen to, or pull out some old albums that I hadn't listened to in a long time, or just go back and do a little bit more research on, um, watch a lot of music documentaries, things that just make you happy. You know, I think that's the the uh, the comfort zone that I try to find myself in, especially during this crazy time. Yeah. For me, it's been binge watching all eight seasons of Barney Miller. I just got on DVD. 
now you have to watch fish, you know, as it's been off. No, it counts with the first season of Fish in the Box set, too. And I, I put up something a couple weeks ago, and I was like, man, I haven't owned a bass in 10 years, but now I just want to buy one to learn how to play the night court theme and the Barney uh, Miller theme song. <laughs> oh man, you should have you should have been at Simone's practices, man. Andy Dorsey needs to pull those things out all the time. Oh yeah, I bet he can. He's probably a fucking cornucopia of old school TV shows. <laughs> we, we, we would just be sitting there, and all of a sudden you hear this dum 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 dum. We're like, oh okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. It never That's gets awesome. old. No, it doesn't, man. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> That man. is so cool, man. Dude, Night Court was my shit back in the day, man. Oh, dude, you're not lying, man. I watch it now on, uh, we have, you know, one of those little channels that come on your regular TV, like Laugh or right. whatever. There's little, little, and Night Court, if Night Court's on, you can forget about it. I'm right. like, I'm frozen. I'm like, okay, right. I'm just going to watch this for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, John Lorcat is one of those dudes that was on my get list because I had a, a show for a long time called Kettle of Fish, right. which was actors and comedians, and I, I could never get him on the show i reached out to his people but could never get him to do the show man and he was like there's about 10 cats that i really have wanted to get on the show over the years i could never score them and john uh, was one of those dudes you never scored dan fielding come on man <laughs> i know sad, right <laughs> i mean no business this guy <laughs> yeah exactly I'm like oh, really man come on now <laughs> he's not listening so i can say that so <laughs> absolutely man <laughs> you should track down MacGyver, man. Yeah, MacGyver. <laughs> That's just, a horrible, uh, different turn. Just, a, just, a, just as a, just as a fucking, just to see if he can pull it off. You're yeah, just like, okay. That. Yep. Like, what is um, he gonna do now, dude? Right, right. You know what I, you know what I got caught up in the last couple weekends. I'm watching the. I'm starting from the beginning. I'm watching all the old Incredible Hulk episodes. Oh, oh yes, yeah. they are on, man. Yep. They are on. <laughs> and you know why? Because Lou Ferrigno was the first celebrity I ever met. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was five that, Now, that's a fun fact. Old, dude. It was when the Hulk show was on. I was five years old. It was like the World of Wheels. Remember that? Yes. Yeah, so like I met him and like Todd Bridges and all kinds of dumb shit like that, right? Tom and uh, I remember, like, we were in line for for Lou Ferrigno, and he took a he took a little break, you know, because I guess he had to go to the bathroom or to get some water or whatever. <laughs> and my dad looks at me, and he goes, "You know, when he comes back, he's gonna be green, right?" I started fucking crying. <laughs> <laughs> I freaked out, man. I totally freaked out. But it was he was cool, man. He's a really really nice dude, man. I, that's what I, that's all I've heard is that he's such a super nice guy. Like yeah. wherever he is, he he will take the time out and talk to you and, and chat it up with you. I, I a lot of those cats are. The first dude I ever met, which I could care less about because I don't watch football, was um, the White White. I think that's his name from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Way yeah. back in the day, yeah. he was going to buy my apartment building when I lived in McKeesport. Oh, and he wow. was going to all the apartments to check the units out. And he's like, hey, I'm Dwight, I'm Dwight from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you want an autograph? I'm like this dorky 13-year-old kid with like a headset on, like for braces. I'm like, no. <laughs> he just kind of gave me a sideways look and walked off. And then I told my friend Dan Lumpkin, who was like a super sports fanatic about it, and he got pissed off that I didn't call him. <laughs> but it never even occurred to me. It didn't, like, I just had no interest in that world at all. Yeah. My story's not as interesting as yours, Dan. 
Yeah, athletes are different than and you know actors and my i mean they're different to me that i'd rather much meet somebody I, that made an influence on the show than oh that guy caught that one pass in the super bowl that's great sure right <laughs> you know i mean i'm not discounting any skills because it's a lot of skill but i don't know man I, I, but if you're into sports i can see that i mean i get excited about meeting certain people at least like at least back in the day when it was something that was really new to me and, um, and there are probably people that nobody's ever heard of and stuff like that. I mean, it just depends on, I don't discount what anybody's into, you know? And there's comic book writers I would love to meet. Yeah. Oh, and I yeah. probably never will, you know? Yeah. We've had a couple on the show, but I've never met anybody of um, note in the comic book world in person that I would like to meet. Yeah, right, right. I got you. Wow. So who was your first celebrity? Odell and Dan. Who's you? I'm asking a question here. Oh wow! Um, remember that? For I, I remember vaguely. Remember, I was a little kid. It was uh, at the bicentennial parade, so I was really tired. But I vaguely remember it, and I met Telly Savalas. And uh, oh, did yeah. he trade? Did you get yeah, a blow pop? Yeah, and he gave me he gave me a lollipop. And fucker, um, that's awesome. Of course, he yeah, did. Yeah, and. Um, yeah. And, and, um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we have, we share the same birthday, September 9th. So, like, my parents told him, because I was like four. I think I was like four or five. How did your parents know Telly Savala's birthday before the internet? How, how could he even know such a thing? No, no he, uh, he asked how old and, and, and mentioned, and they said, yeah, he was born September 9th. And they were, he was like, hey, that's my birthday. Hey, you know, so. oh, I thought they were like, we've been stalking you in Us Magazine, Mr. Savala. <laughs> we planned our son's birth to land on your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I vaguely remember that, that's the one thing. I remember he gave me a lollipop and a little balloon. He said, who loves you, baby? That's it, yeah. And he was in the parade, so. Wow, that's oh, pretty man. cool, that's man. So awesome, dude. I don't even know, man. I don't know who I met first. I met people wow. when I got older. I mean, but I just meet people. I go into salesman right. mode. I'm like, can I sell you something? <laughs> you know, because that's how you have to. That's how you have. That's how you have to approach it to them because it's awkward at first until you break the ice. You know what I mean? When you go, oh, dude, I liked your movie, man. Your acting's great. It's like, dude, it was cool. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't know, dude. I let them be. Well, I mean, I guess it depends, right? Like when when I first got into this world, and I had met a couple people who are in bands that I enjoy back in the day, but I kind of already knew them from that circle. But when we really got into this podcast thing, and Odell, I don't know if you feel the same way. I would go like we went to D.C. and hung out with Lee Camp and stuff, and I was like, oh my god, I'm hanging out with Lee Camp. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but now when I meet people, I feel more like a peer. So it's not yeah, even like right. I'm meeting somebody that's famous anymore because me and Odell are kind of in our small way in that world and legitimate now. I think that's right. So I don't really... get as nervous because I kind of feel like we're all in the same, like doing the same thing, like in the same circle exactly. and trying to accomplish the same thing. Right. There you go. I think that's what yeah, I kind of meant to say, but I was just being weird about it. But it's like I just meet people. You're cool. Let's talk. You know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I that's it. Just because you were in a movie or you were in a band doesn't make I me mean, gonna fawn over you. Go, oh my god, can I see the hand that played that riff? No, man. <laughs> no, I, I mean it depends on what level you're on. I mean, 
Okay. I am not qualified at all. It's like when like Harvard gets fucking Polly Shore an honorary degree, and he could never get a fucking college degree in a hundred years. <laughs> I am in no way qualified to be the pod father, but because I'm in this game, I get the honor of something well, I did like, to earn. To us, you're our pod woman. Yeah, man. So that makes go. me happy, and and I'm touched, but it also makes me kind of sad for you. I'm nobody's role model. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Barkley. Think about being a role model. That's right. <laughs> All right, Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> that nice no, no one to me for guidance. I do cool shit sometimes, and people come along, but... Yeah, I'm not trying to lead anybody. It's just a term of endearment for all you know, all you've done for. I know, and I appreciate it. That's awesome. Thank you. Come on, take the compliment, damn it, and just roll with <laughs> yeah. it. Go with Dude, it. I used to get so much hate mail. Compliments <laughs> are foreign to me. You know, about two weeks ago, my buddy Jason called me from um, Helsinki. He lives in Helsinki. Jason Netherdale. He lives yeah. in um, Helsinki now, and he called me out of the blue. Phone rings. Um, I don't have his number in the phone because he's had a different line for international calling. Right. And I pick up, like, hello. He's like, hey, man, it's Jason. What's up? I was like, whoa, dude, are you in the States or something right now? He's like, no, I was in Helsinki, and I was thinking about you and just wanted to see how you're doing over there during all this. Like, I almost didn't know how to process getting a random phone call. It took so long since anybody just called and was like, hey, man, how you doing? If I get a phone call, it's like, hey, we doing this thing, and it's business. Or someone's calling me like, Hey man, how's it been? Well, I've been doing it. So anyway, he's got um, John's phone number. Oh, you know, like I don't just get random phone calls and people are like, I, like I almost couldn't process it because that's just not how the world works anymore. Right, right. This is an AT and T commercial from like reach out and touch someone. People don't just call people to see how they're doing. Over right, a couple of serious motives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think uh, I think some people like to because uh, I know I have my old roommate from college um we we had i mean we talked you know through facebook and stuff like that but we hadn't talked all together in 20 some years and um uh we set up like a happy hour thing uh one friday and um wow. that was really cool it was just out out of the blue like i was, I was I'll, I'll never forget because i was at um i forgot where i was but uh also my phone rang and i'm looking down i'm like who is this and i was like Oh snap! And then and it was like, hey, you, you guys want to do a Zoom thing tonight? And I was like, yeah, sure. So we, uh, yeah, well, it was the first time we probably talked together in like twenty some years. Um, That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Oh Dan, do you want to hear what I've been up to? Yeah, man, what have you been yeah. up to? Yeah, so, because I know I've been on the show since Odell's been on. Last time he did wasn't able to make it because he was moving and stuff. Right. And I, I think we talked in December. And it was funny because I told you then, I was like, yeah, this is the first year I don't really have anything planned outside of just doing the podcast, right? the music podcast. And then this COVID-19 thing happened. I did go do that play. Me and my wife did the Circle of Eyes, Katie McKell's awesome play, won a bunch of awards at Winterfest, like the most awards there. And I stunk up the stage. I am no actor. I mean, I remembered my lines. I couldn't take stage direction or shit. And I don't think I was actually acting. I think my form of acting is just to say my words louder. <laughs> I'm not a natural lie. Like, I'm, I'm terrible at lying, so I think that translates to I also can't act. I'm terrible at pretending. But, um, yeah, it, like, we got back. 
right before COVID hit. Like, we left New York, like, the end of February. We were there the last week and a half of February. Right. And, um, and then we just got all these offers to do these cool little projects. And once again, this is something that's happening because of coronavirus. People are stuck at home. Me and my wife just did a um, horror movie, a Zoom horror movie called Demons Unite. And from what the director, Willie, was telling me, it's going to be on Amazon, which is going to be weird. It's a bit role. And let's see, what else? Oh, I launched our Apocalyptic Peanut Butter podcast, which is all about things having to do with coronavirus, talking to different actors and um, musicians of how they're dealing with this new coronavirus world and having to like, kind of sing for their supper online. Mm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just did a, we've, I've done a lot of little projects that I wasn't counted on doing. And I think that was another result from this corona thing, that if you had to look for a silver lining, that was a silver lining that there's been a lot more online activity. And that's good for a guy like me that lives out in the middle of nowhere up here on Meth Mountain in Tennessee. You're 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 a very busy guy for for not having a whole bunch of plans for this year. So I mean it's just stuff I wrote a rap song and then a comedian friend was like, This is awesome, can I turn it into like um it was a like a political thing. He's like, Can I do this on Fauci and turn it into this thing? And I was like, Yeah, sure man and he made like a little comedy video out of it. I mean it's all been tiny stuff, but it's been enough to keep me busy and it's been things that have kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone. Like this was an acting thing too with the Zoom horror movie. Once again I'm not big on acting, I don't particularly like it. But if somebody asked me to do something Unless I find it distasteful, I'm going to do it. There you go. Yeah. Just to I'll, do it. I'll do anything anybody asks. Oh. Everybody yeah. You have to, man. Everybody <laughs> has a reason. And then my Bobby Love interview from the old Kettle of Fish show that was supposed to come out, I think, in January. I told you about it last time when we were on. Um, that's actually got pushed to a summer special issue they're doing. So check out Avogard Magazine this summer, and my interview with Bobby, fashion designer Bobby Love will be in there. Nice, man. Gotcha. Well, what about new episodes and planned content? What's going on with that angle of it? Ooh, so we are coming back. June 2nd, my birthday. That's right. Yeah, it's next week. Next week, man. Right. Yep, and it's going to be a milestone episode because... I have done several podcasts throughout my seven-year career of doing this. 104 episodes of Kettle of Fish, 70-some episodes of Drunken Trivia. Um, we did uh, some stuff with William. We did a podcast called Sanderson Says so that was based around his book. I think it ran eight episodes. It was a limited edition podcast. I have 107 episodes of my political show, The Ignorance Equation, which is where I got my start. And next Tuesday... Musical Osmosis hits episode 108. It'll officially be Tin Can's longest-running podcast. Now, you can knock out 108 episodes in, what, Dan, two weeks? But it took us four years to get here. (laughs) (laughs) You guys crank out episodes. You're a machine, dude. we're, We're trying to keep up with the weekly grind of the Southern Maryland music scene. And you know that takes a lot of tenacity, man, and endurance. I I don't think I could just do something every week like clockwork. Well, me and Albin have always wanted to be broadcasters, right? Like for the longest time. Like this goes back to the nineties, like it, it runs deep and like it all came to be where this is what we want to do. So 
I don't see it as a big pain in the butt. I just see it as something I like doing. I get to use my computer. I get to do. Oh, really... I don't see it as a pain at all. I just right. it just see having to do it every week with so much going on. There's times Adele can't do it, then there's weeks I can't do it. And um, you know, I gave up on the try to get the content out the same day all the time. And now it's like we'll go and do five weeks straight and then won't do anything for three weeks or we'll do two weeks and won't do anything for a week and then come back for three weeks we've been very inconsistent but i don't think that's had a net negative we just kind of throw the shows up when we can do them and i think we have enough of a following now where people just kind of expect that especially since we took down the network and we just kind of put them up on um our musical album it was just like now yeah because i think i think we're near like 20 we're close to twenty thousand. Um, followers. It was funny because, like, you know how Facebook they post your memories. And I think it was like like a handful of years ago was like when we finally got our first like thousand likes or something came up. Right. Just started laughing. I was like, yeah, man, Dad, that was like three, four years ago. Wow. Uh, Why did my Man Award thing for ten thousand? And that wasn't that long ago, like last year. Remember, I did yeah. that Man War song. Right. Yeah. And I said, yeah, you guys get me to twenty thousand. You think this is nuts? Wait till we hit twenty thousand, and we're almost there. And I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do. <laughs> I didn't think we would hit it that fast. Yeah, our, nah. our goal is to hit 10,000 by the end of the year. That's our goal. That's what we're trying oh, to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Once again, lapping us, because I've had that music page up since, like, 2013. Right, but it, it's, it, it's, it's, I don't know, man. We're just doing what we do. We're doing what we love. Um, we're putting it together. I got a format. My, 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 my staff has been phenomenal. Shout out to Higgy. Shout out to Sean and special shout out to Mr. Alban because me, me and Alban had that heart to heart going, hey, dude, if we're going to do it, we got to do it. And and we both stuck to our word and, and only under special circumstances we've made, we adjusted the schedule and not one time have one of us blown up at one another because we couldn't do it. And that was the other rule. We can't make it, oh, not, yeah. can't make it not fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, that's the, and that's, that's a good point, dude. Like, yep. you've got to have good people around you. I don't care how talented you are. Nobody exists in a vacuum. Nobody's just an all-star by themselves. The only reason I can do this is because Odell's got my back. My wife slash producer, D works harder and unreasonably. Yes, Puts yeah. up this shit from me that nobody should have to put up with. Well, well, <laughs> and, um, hey, well speaking of that, hold like, on. I couldn't do this without the great people, the, the fans who stuck with us through the years, the different guests. There's been times like when um, we had Fred Snyder on. Adele, yeah. I texted him and was like, "Dude, um, it's when um, Steve got sick from Fu Manchu." Yeah, from Fu Manchu. Yeah. Is that his, is, 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 right. Is it Steve? Is that his first name? My memory's so shot. Well, that's. That's the other thing. Before I get in big trouble, uh, special shout out to my wife Trish. She does so much in the background. Oh my God, I can't believe I almost forgot her, man. But uh, <laughs> special shout out to her. You she, didn't almost forget her. I ran over you and caused you not to be able to say it yet. No, <laughs> <laughs> right. no, but there's, you know, that's the charm of our show, though, man. It's being there consistently every week. I mean, our live premieres is the interaction with everybody as we're doing the show every Thursday when it comes out. is is really cool to see the same. You know, it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah, 
and you've got to have those people. It's Scott Hill, by the way, from Fu Manchu. Yeah, and, yeah. and I was like, yeah, Scott can't do it. And uh, this was a big deal because we love Fu Manchu. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who am I going to get? And I texted Fred Snyder. I was like, hey, man, you want to come back on the show tonight? You busy? And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And like just knowing to have that support system and that great pool of guests that you could just kind of reach out to last yeah. minute. Uh, I, I, just, I don't know on. where I would be without that. And he stayed on for like two hours. Like we just talked. It was one of the. It was the. It was one of. The, I'm like we're sitting here just having a normal, regular conversation with the legendary Fred Snyder. Just like you know, hey Fred, how you been? Da, 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 da. And that's all it was. And it was great. It was. Yeah. He was. He yeah, was on another level that night, but it was great, man. So he was hey Fred, fun. can you tell me anything else that you can think of that's big as a whale? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was he was telling the stories of you know just the experiences and, and places and people that he's met and uh, you know what the rest of the band is doing and what they're about to do again and just just different things. It was just like man, and he's just talking about it so nonchalant. You're just like man, you know? Do you realize? <laughs> well, first of all, do you realize who you are and what you've done? And it's just it's just amazing. I think we're very lucky to be able to do this, man. And I try to keep that in my head. Like, no matter what happens or what level we get to, like, I'm I'm not a guy who's really ever chasing that rainbow and like, oh, well, we did this, now we have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just more of, I just feel damn lucky every day for the stuff that I've gotten to do. And if it all went away tomorrow, I would personally feel like, you know what, I, I did enough. Like, I don't feel like cheated or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I did more than I could possibly ask for. Yeah, and you see that. Like, I, uh, it's really cool when we, we'll have a guest on and other band members or art, you know, that play with the, that are in the band send you requests, friend requests or shoot you notes and like, hey, man, that was great. That was a cool episode. Thanks for having so-and-so on. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the drummer from so and so, or you know, here and that, and that's me inside my head. But you know, I'm like, oh wow, and, and like I, I tell, I tell Susan all the time when, um, yeah, and, and thank God bless Susan too, my wife. I got, I can't forget her because, right, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go downstairs and do a podcast for two hours, and she's been home with the kids all day, and 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 and, and you know, and usually she's like, oh, I know you have to do this, and you know dinner will be made or or stuff will be set up when I come in so it's like you know things that she doesn't have to do yeah that's the ball game dude having that support system is a ball game there's been things I've done in my life like music writing music and stuff that I personally feel like I was as good at if not better than what I'm doing now but I couldn't get anywhere because I had no support system and just having a support system makes everything so much easier knowing you have people you can count on. Yeah. And trying to grind it all out by yourself. We're That's all very tough. fortunate with that. We're all all very fortunate with that. I got I I got join the I gotta join the club here and say the same thing, you know. <laughs> I mean, to give to give this you know, to give this guy up every once a week for a few hours. I mean, you know, that's not an easy thing to do. And uh yeah, but it, because of them, we're able to do this, really. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and I hope, you know, my hope is this. I think I told um, I told somebody this on the podcast. It was, I think it was Dave Smalley a couple years ago. I said, you know, for me, 
not being able to go out there on tour anymore. Not that we were ever like a huge touring band or anything, but not to go out and be able to consistently play shows anymore or um, just go out there and make music. Now that I don't have the kind of lifestyle that allows me to do that, I hope I can get on air and bring on some of the old school guys from our scene like Dave and like Dave Dichter from MDC and like mm -hmm. Steve from the Gets and all these people and somebody behind me, 20, 25 years old, hears that and they go, wow, man, I never heard of this type of music. I've heard of punk, but I've never heard of this kind of punk or I've never heard of these bands. This is cool. And I hope it lights a spark in them to do whatever. Go, wow, now I want to play bass in this kind of punk band or now I want to start a podcast. And if I could right. just like kind of kick the can down the road to the next guy or lady, kick it down the road and be like, inspire somebody else. Oh, yeah. And that's worth the whole ball game to me. Right. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, well, I'm so blue collar down here, man. I love the local music scene in Southern Maryland, the guys, the musicians, the gals that mm -hmm. are down here doing it. And then when it gets cranking, man, I'm telling you, man, they're resilient. They'll be back flocking and just getting it going again with this new permission. But that's what yeah, I love. I was just to... bragging on you guys today to somebody, one of my friends. And I was like, yeah, man, they have an, I'll be on that show tonight. They have an awesome show, and they keep it all local, dude. They've done 70-some episodes, and they've managed to keep it all local. you got to have a lot of respect for that. Yes, you do. That's crazy. Well, I, I, did, <laughs> I, I got respect for our scene because without the scene, we can't do it. That's true. Right, right. But then, you know, but there, I, I know they're, you know, they, that's a, just another motivating factor for them as well, too. It's like, you know, here are these guys doing this show representing us. It's just as important as playing uh, playing gigs or, 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 you know, going to a show is when you have somebody that can actually get you on the air and, and you, you know, you're able to get a bunch of people to listen to your music, you know, another, it's another avenue for them. So that, that's, yeah, that it's is really, it's really brought the, the music, the local music community together in a way yeah. that really has never been down here. Yep. Where yep. people listen in, they hear these other people, they they go see their show. And next thing you know, they're trading shows or they're doing things together and they're they're friends with each other now they may not have been friends a couple of years ago or they may have just you know or years ago there was a big issue with there was no support between the bands God, and you yeah. couldn't get anybody to give you an answer on anything nobody wanted to help you you figure it out right and now now you've got this thread down here where everybody's looking out for each other and they're they're friends with each other and they're helping each other. Hey, I can't take this gig. Uh, can you guys take it? You know? Or, you know, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. And we, we, really, we really love being a part of that. That's that's the reward for us. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's kind of what I was doing back in the 90s was coalescing and getting all these bands together and kind of creating some kind of scene when we were doing like little guy productions and throwing the Heisman shows and the Wilmer Park shows. And I was oh, yeah. trying to build not just between bands like us, but we used to get the DJs back when Rave was big together yep. and do shows with them too and bring all those communities together. Right. That's it. And I think that's what made Waldorf so special at that time. I mean, I'm not saying that I had a big hand in that, but the fact that everybody would get together and do that, and I'm not surprised that it's happening again. Because that just seems to be part of the spirit of Southern Maryland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think 
Albin. Remember, I, we were talking on one of the past episodes when I went, man, there hasn't been a bad weekend since we started talking about what music plays. Oh, when, when we when, when we go over the music schedule every week, you, mm-hmm. you'd, have a, you'd have a hard time deciding on what to go check out. Oh, you say? I mean, there's just so much. It's like, oh, what do so I go? Much. What do I go check out? And then well, my, my disadvantage of being in a local band myself is I don't go get to see the other bands or, you know, but because when you're playing, that's it. You don't get to go see other people. But exactly. There's always every weekend since we started doing this, uh, you know, regardless of the current situation, but it, you know, it's full. It's full on between the whole, you know, couple, three counties. There's always something good to go see. Every That's week. awesome. I, I love it. I love it. Yes. That's one of the reasons uh, I wanted to do that documentary that's kind of been shelved for who knows how long, if not forever, was because I always felt like that, that for whatever reason, and we, me and you talked about the psychology of this on our show and in the documentary, but for whatever reason, maybe it's from being outside of D.C. and not quite being able to crack that scene as insiders or what, that, that Waldorf in Southern Maryland has always had a special music scene. And I've lived in a lot of different areas, and I've never seen a local... I mean, it just reminds me of what Seattle must have been like right before grunge broke. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine. Right, there's well, always something going on. Always. Yeah, yeah. You have to. Because there's, I mean... Gotta have... Because, I mean, Southern Maryland's always been... And this even goes back to when I played, like, sports and stuff. It's always been, oh, uh, you, you guys, oh, uh, you, you're from Charles County, or, or you're from St. Mary's or Calvert. You, know, you always have that little chip on your shoulder, like, you know, we, we listen to music, too. You know, we, we can play as well. We can play just as good as any band, you know, in the D.C., Virginia, whatever area you want to put it in. You know, and, man, yeah, that, I think there was always that little chip on a lot of band shoulders, too, when they, when they finally got a chance to play in D.C., and got a chance to play in those venues that, you know, you spend your last hard-earned buck to go watch a band playing when you got that opportunity to play there. You're like, okay, okay, here we go. This is, this is our time right. now. Yep. I think me and you did our first, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think the first time either of us played in D.C. was together, right? Did you play with even Steven your first D.C. show at the Cough House? Um, okay. It may have been. I know we played... I remember, uh, and this is the first the first show that I remember. I was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna because it was also that thing too. Like you guys are talking about now, how bands really work together. Back like when Nick was saying too, and, and and you guys know this as well. It was like if you got in a door, you're like, okay, look guys, we got an in here. We're bringing you guys in as well. The next time we play, we're in, so we're bringing the bands that we want to play with in too. And um, I remember we played the Metro Cafe with, um, and, it, and this, mind you, this is like Kid Dynamite, and we're playing with like hardcore bands, but we were like, we'll take that opening slot, because uh, it was Bill Jarbo, and uh, and he was really good friends with Andy Dorsey, and, um, and then once we were able to get our foot in to that club, I remember we got... Uh, even Steven, we got like Burgundy and all those bands. We were like, all right, we got an end here. And I think one of the first times we played uh, uh, the Cobble House was right around that time, too. So, yeah, it, it was probably around Well, this would have been time. before that. The first time that we played the Coffee House was in 97, summer of 97. 
That was when Jason Taylor was in the band. Holy moly. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I think that, that if I'm remembering, in fact, I know it is because I remember um, talking with Andy Dorsey and he was a little irked that even Steven got in first and we'd only been together like two weeks or something. Uh, I was I like, call down there, man, and, um, you know, set up, I mean, set something up, dude, do whatever you got to do. But I think that was the first time any of us had played down there. Hey guys, I got I got breaking news. I got breaking news. They're in my ear telling me this. I got to interrupt for just one second. Breaking news. Uh-huh. I got breaking news. Um, reopening June first uh, at eleven a.m. Island Music. How about that, guys? They're back. Really? Yep. They're going to be eleven to six p.m. Monday through Saturday, starting on on June first. It's right on All here right. on Instagram. It's happening. It's going to be blowing up when it opens. Oh, yeah. Sorry for that, dude, but that's breaking news. I know no, when it plays back. No, it's good to hear. Hey, you know, the local music store is opening back up, people. This is great news. <laughs> it is. It always is great news. But hopefully, I, I gosh, because I, I tell you, man, I was supposed to, uh, I, I'm looking forward to uh, when the venues open up, too, because like I'm supposed to, we're like Susan and I. We're going out by end of August, I think it is. We're going to see um, Hall and Oates <laughs> yeah, at uh, Merriweather, and then the next day I'm supposed to take my son to see the Deftones at uh, the Anthem, and I'm just like hoping that they figure something out. I hope they don't cancel it because he's been itching. He's like, Dad, are, are we still? Is that show still going to happen? It's like I don't know. We just gotta wait, son. We just gotta wait. But wow. you know, wow. Man. Yeah, he's getting he's getting into music now too. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's about to turn eleven, so he's he's got his bands that he listens to. And dude, I saw a thing about Crocus playing. Whenever I hear this stuff like Hall and Oates, I'm like, I can't believe they're still together. Yeah, because they didn't yeah. get all d- drunk and doped up. That's it. These are bands that came even before us. What if these guys have got to be in their 60s, if not 70s? Oh, yeah. heck yeah. The Doobie Brothers were touring. Oh, they were touring. The full-on band. Michael McDonald, everybody was back. And then and then it was like, boom, the COVID thing happened. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll hear about somebody playing, like, man. sticks. And you're like, how are they, how do they maintain a fan base? Hey. Or Mountain or Finn Lizzy. It's like, how is Finn Lizzy still playing music? <laughs> well, without Phil, I don't know how, but that guy was <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Why do these old, old acts are still, are, they're still, some are torn, if you know what I mean. Yeah, they do yeah. on the regular, man. Yeah, and they do well, and they draw, and... You know, the people who... I mean, I can understand, like, the emails. They've got money, they can go see them. Yep. Rolling Stones, like bands like that, huge bands. But then when I hear about somebody like Air Supply, is playing, like how is Air Supply still playing shows? Well, that, okay. was, that was all casinos. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was. They're huge was. on the county fair circuit. Yeah, the county fair circuit is amazing, dude. Hershey Park, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, there you uh, hey, I'll, tell, I'll tell you a quick story, an Air Supply story. We, I was playing a show with my... Uh, old band I was in the fallen one and we were playing in Philly and I was in front of the club and I was pulling my drums out and these two older guys walk up and they were like hey you play drums and I was like yeah and um and the one guy was like yeah this guy over here he plays drums too 
And I'm like, oh, cool. And I'm like, what the heck are these guys asking me? Like, I, I, I don't care. I'm trying to load in. And they were like, yeah, he, he, he played, he just played uh, uh, Hershey Park today. I was like, oh. I said, you must be like, what band are you in if you're playing Hershey Park? And he was like, he was the drummer for Air Supply. I mean, you got to remember the people that are putting on these shows and the people that are doing all the, like the Geico commercials and all that stuff, they're all fans of these bands that, you know, they're the guys that are just, so, you know, when the, I got a rat problem, I love that commercial. And it's like, you know, up there's rat. There they are. <laughs> Still rocking it out. <laughs> but I wish they had enough following to keep writing stuff. I went to go see at Wolf Trap, I think, like 10 years ago. And maybe a little bit more than 10 years. Maybe it's about 15 years ago now. Um, Ronnie James Dio, Deep Purple, and the Scorpions. And, dude, oh, wow. I used to listen to the Scorpions, like, in high school. And they didn't play one song I didn't know. Like, every song was for their first three albums. And I was like, dude, you haven't written anything since I got out of high school? <laughs> I just wish, like, they had enough of a following that made it worth them coming out with new material. Because I would love, even if I'd never heard it before, I would love to go to a Scorpions concert and hear at least a couple new songs. Just to know they didn't forget how to write a song. Nah, they were still playing, like, Rocky Like a Hurricane. Like, it was That's a big bread deal. Butter. They're bread and butter, man. They're, they're still making money on that. <laughs> That's it. They don't have to I'm do sure that. they are, dude. But, I mean, I, would you really want to play the same song? for 50 years straight and not write anything else. I don't think creatively I could do that. Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, it's the hardest you, it would be. You, uh, really you know they have jam sessions. Them. They have jam sessions, man. There's no way they don't. There's just no way they don't. Not going on that yeah. long. Because you'd just be playing around. They just play the hits because that's what people want to hear. But I'm sure they jam. Every musician jams. Yeah. That's at the heart there's of it. Yeah. Oh, there's sure a collection of B-sides that will come out when one of them dies. Uh, right. Those are years ago. These are great. Right. Exactly, man. That happens but Every once in a while, I'll go on YouTube and I'll look these bands up like Rat, bands that I listened to growing up, and they're still around, but none of them have written albums in 20 years. And I'm like, you guys are just selling yourself short. You can put out a new album, and I think people, I mean, kids just put a new album out after like 20 years, and I'm sure people are buying that album. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I just, I wish these bands, I feel like they're selling themselves short when they're like, I have to keep playing, like, BTOs, like, I have to keep playing Taking Care of Business for the next 50 years. They got another Taking Care of Business in them, right? Well, maybe it's A, maybe. They the it's technology awesome. gap, they don't understand how the new stuff is, and, and then in compound on, they don't have the finances to pay to have it all done like they used to. 
Huh. Yeah, they have the old school mentality, and they don't know it works differently. Yeah, they, they can't. It sounds like they can't adapt because, yeah, if you don't, ha- if you're like serious in the business and you don't have some sort of situation at your own home, something's going on. Yeah, we're all doing it, right? Our guy these days. <laughs> <laughs> Queensryche still puts out new music every couple of years. Really? I mean, some of the bands are able to do. I mean, Sacred Reich, we just had Phil on from Sacred Reich when we launched the network. They just put yeah. one. Now, granted, they hadn't put one out for 20 years, but a band like Queensryche's constantly put it. Not constantly, but they put out a new album every two or three years. That Sacred, that Sacred Reich album is no joke, that new one. Oh, that, yeah. That album is and phenomenal. And you cannot write an album for 20 years and come yeah. back fucking stronger than ever. And it also depends on it depends on the people that are in the band, too. I think, uh, for sake of right, they had an issue. You know, once they got their old, their original drummer back, then they were like, okay, let's write some new stuff. Uh, and, and I think it all depends on who's in the band as well, too. A lot of yeah. times, people want purity, man. They want that purity. It's like, yeah. I mean, if you think Journey put a new album out with it without you know the, this guy who's been singing for him and it's Steve Perry, you know, you think anybody's going to care? Well, yeah, if, they, yeah, if they brought back Steve Perry and said Journey's making an album, I bet you go, well, shit, everybody's going to buy that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So that's on your, you know, to what you're saying, Odell. I mean, it does really matter who's in the band. I think it does, especially and, and especially because there's you know so many hard feelings that had. You know, just the issues and the things that people went through. There's probably some stuff where they're just like, look, we're at that point now where we just want to make a little, you know. Fortunately, I mean, it, and it all depends on who you are. I, I'm not knocking it. But, you know, like like Nick, you were saying, you know, Poison, White Snake, and, and Def Leppard can get together and sell out Nissan Pavilion or Jiffy Loop Live, I mean, or these places and not make a new song, but they're still doing their summer tours and, and oh think about and that and Alice Cooper's 75 that. years old and he's probably got 60, 70 albums out he still puts them out yeah. every couple he's still putting them out yeah, yeah. but yeah. To, to, you know what, what Odell's saying about these three bands they're still sell- yeah, it took all three of them to sell the place out oh yeah because oh, they're yeah. just you know the hits they're just yeah. playing the hits yeah. so Al- I think Kiss Cooper, did Al- that Cooper's too, a rare, right? rare breed though he's different man he's an artist I think Kiss put out albums Pretty consistently till the end too, right? They, yeah, they could have. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we stopped paying attention in, in the late seventies. So <laughs> they, just went, they went straight marketing. Then they were like, "Let's put yeah. out kids toothbrushes and kids this and that." Yeah, and Gene Simmons is a <laughs> marketing <laughs> madman. We can sure. write some. They wrote some terrible shit, and <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> oh it. my god! Yeah, people bought it though. Yeah. But they're still wow. trying, man. Wow. Um, All right, hey guys, I got I got an idea. Um, my next question, my next idea is uh, I want to know about future plans. What do you think the live music situation is going to look like when all this coronavirus is said with and done? Wow. Um, personally, I think. Uh, it's funny you were talk- we were just talking about bands getting back together and possibly writing new stuff I think you may see a lot more of that I think um, I think people when you when you when you're dealt something like this you miss a lot even the small little things and I think um, people have had a lot of time to sit and and, and, um, and write and um, so I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing a flux 
uh, music coming back out um, from bands and artists that you hadn't seen in a while because this is such a life-altering event that people are like, wow, you know, this thing is pretty short and, 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 and this life isn't guaranteed. So let's, let's, let's put our little differences behind each other and, and get back to writing and, and recording some stuff because, you know, time is short. Okay. I think it'll be an amalgamation of both, man, just like working from home. Now, I've worked from home for years, so the COVID hasn't really affected my day-to-day that much because I don't leave that much either. But um, I think kind of like how more people will be working from home, even if it's not full-time, it'll be like a hybrid two days in, three days off or something like that. I think the same thing's going to be with the band thing. I think you're going to see a lot more bands doing stuff, streaming and digital, and from one central space. But I don't think it'll replace tour, and it won't replace live music. But I think you'll see stuff like maybe they did an album instead of live at the Ritz, live from my dad's garage. You know, and, and it'll be like, but it'll stream live. And then you can buy the DVD of that. Yeah, I, I really think... Like I always say, these bands now have to digitally sing for their supper. I, I think this is going to put them in a headspace. Hey, there's a viable market. I was locked down for three months during COVID, and I still eked out a living. There's no reason I have to be on the road, especially for a band that only, you know, they don't have day jobs. I don't have to be right. away from my family and, and grinding it out on the road 310, 320 days a year. I can actually be home 150 days a year and out on the road promoting stuff 150 days a year. That's my prediction. Right. And I think a lot of open air shows where you're not in a building, you're not at these legendary venues, it's all going to be like festivals where people can space out. I I just think like, you know, like small clubs, I I just don't, good luck. I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't know how many small clubs are going to survive this either. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, even like, I'm talking like, um, the, uh... Bars. Yeah, and the big place in D.C. that just, what is it, uh... Oh, my God, I can't believe I can't... The Anthem? Out. Yeah, the Anthem. I mean, yeah. what, what, are they going to reduce capacity to a thousand people, but people still all cram in front of the stage? Dude, lots of venues I see it every day, historical venues in L.A. and New York that have been open 30, 40, 50 years have said they're not coming back after this. Yeah. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. So I'd see a lot of parking lot shows is what I'll call it, you know? I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, I can see, especially when, like, the winter hits. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do when, when, you know... Yeah, I could definitely see a lot of venues closing because, like you said, you know, if the open air shows is one thing, but if you get out there, you know, in those closed venues in the cold winter months, especially when flu and and, and this season would be something of the norm for at least the next year and a half, a couple of years, um, they're going to be like, uh, no, uh, sorry, this venue's not open. You can only have. Oh, here's the thing. Creative people are creative, right? So they'll find a way. I mean, we could get to a place where somebody has a central building that has a screen in the front where you can see them and everybody sits in their cars and puts the little microphones in or tunes into it on their phone like the old drive-in movies during the wintertime. I mean, creative people will find a way because that's what they essentially are down their court is creative problem solvers. Yeah, but unfortunately, that won't, you know, that's not going to help the, the local clubs. It's not going to, you know, that's not going to help the mom and pop shops better. 
expecting I mean, to yeah, have the hands and straw. Yeah, mom and pop suffer across the whole landscape, no matter you know whether it's a deli or a butcher shop or a hardware store. I mean, yeah, every yeah. every mom and pop's going to suffer through this. And so you can suffer. imagine, and then you think of a music venue or a bar or a club that. You know, they, they live with a weekend where they get that rush of people in there and sell, you know, sell the drinks and the stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, we, we can't have that right now. It's, it, that's, <laughs> they'll figure it out, dude. Yeah, they will. They're, they're, I'm, I'm just, confident. It'll blow over and they'll figure it out and everything will be back to normal, man. I would like, I hope so. I hope people can hold, I think, I think we just need, I think it's one of those things where it's going to take a year, two years, you know, based on whatever they find and whatever they can get out there as far as vaccinations and things of that nature. I think that's where the, the, the timetable will be. If they can get something out there that's legit and, 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 you know, you take it as part of your flu shot or whatever the heck you need to take another strand of it great but it's like okay how long is that going to take and how long are those business going to be able to you know hold on until something like that is is, is sustainable that's, yeah, that's, but that's the problem that's the, that's going to be the tough part i don't think it'll go back to normal as far as the old way the standard bearer way i mean if you've got a store like walmart who's invested a hundred oh, yeah, million yeah. dollars and putting partitions around all the cashiers. As soon yep. as this evens out, they're not going to be like, "All right, now let's spend thousands of dollars ripping those partitions out." I mean, those partitions are there forever, right. yeah, because they're already there and they're already invested. So, I mean, that's yeah. the new normal. Five years from now, you'll be walking into a Walmart when COVID's a distant memory, and those partitions will still be there because that'll become the new standard bearer. Oh yeah. Well, you're hoping you're hoping that the bigger businesses will help these businesses out too in some form or fashion. Too. Okay. I don't know if it, yeah, I don't okay. know if it's going to happen, but you know, <laughs> wow. but when you, you know, you know, you, you would you would like to think that you know you would. I, I don't think it will, but you would like to think in some of those towns where a lot of those workers go to those bars and a lot of those factory workers go to those mom and pop shops. They're like, hey, what can we do to help them out? Because right now. What are we going to do to help the food trucks out when we're only working two days a week and then we're working from home the rest of the time? You know, so you got to look grassroots for that. You can't look up for that. You got to look at the ground level. I didn't say you're looking there, but I'm saying you're hoping that they would help out too. I didn't say that they're depending on them. I just said that you would hope that some of those bigger companies would help those companies out too. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying this with all the information that's just been drilled in our heads for the past couple months I mean I don't I find going to the movie theater and sitting down with 200 other people I don't know like never going to happen again in my life after just learning about how all this works no matter if they had it or not I don't want to breathe you know what I mean it's just weird yeah it's made us all a little bit more germophobic for sure yeah you're sitting in the same seat that four other people sat in that day and you don't know why and it's a movie theater. When is like when have you you know, come on. Movie theaters are like for forty some years I've eaten French fries that fell on the table off my plate and I've picked them up off the table and eaten them with no thought and now I'm like, Oh God. Yeah. I'm gonna have to rethink my dinner strategy when I go to Hooters. Oh. <laughs> this, isn't, this, oh. this isn't good. This isn't hygienic. <laughs> wow, man, that's cool. <laughs> Well, yeah, dude, that, uh, that's that's the weird thing. It's like I, I, I just don't understand how those are going to 
those are gone, man. I just don't see how people would want to do that. Uh, I don't know. Truth in that, dude. I think it's going to be hard to put that genie back in the bottle. I don't know. You, I, I've looked. At, I saw the. I, I saw the people this weekend Memorial Day weekend partying. Mm-hmm. They, they were. They were. They were trying to get back to normal. I saw the boardwalk at Ocean City. That joint was packed. <laughs> so I think. I think it's going to be. Uh, it's. It's. You're. It's going to be. Uh, it's, you're going to have the split. You're going to have the people that are very cautious and are like. Everything's been lifted, uh huh. Yeah, we're gonna be still on lockdown for a few months, and then you're gonna have the people that, yeah, then you're gonna have the people that everything's been lifted. Woohoo! I'm not wearing a mask anymore. I am going out and I'm going to this bar, and then I'm gonna hit this bar, and I'm gonna hit this bar, and I don't care what happens to anybody else. And that's the first group. I'm like, yeah. why is it those coal mines little canaries? Let's see how this works out for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be sitting back here looking for the results. Yeah, I'm just like, I was looking at that, and I was just like, holy moly, people. Right. Ooh, it's, it was, uh, it, uh, yeah. It was, and that's where it gets mixed in with politics, and a lot of it's about making a statement, and that's that's on a totally different level of thinking than trying to be just hygienic and living your normal life. Yeah, Alvin, you were you were saying it, man. They were elbowed up. <laughs> elbowed Trying to get in the news. I was like, oh, that's a city. I was like, oh, that's a city. Anyway. All right, guys. <laughs> hey, Dan, can I give a shout-out real quick? Yeah, man, go for it. I wanted to mention this earlier, and what were we talking about? Old man mind. It slipped my mind. I wanted to give a shout-out to um, William Sanderson. Oh, I had the honor of working for him for two years. You've had him on your show. Yep. You've met him up in Baltimore with us. Nice. And he was just the greatest guy to work with, him and his wife, Sharon. And one of the, um, the negatives of this all, one of the fallouts from this all, was he decided to retire. He wasn't going to be able to do any more book events. Anything he had scheduled, of course, it got canceled. Right. And, you know, he retired. He packed up the Facebook page. We put up, uh, William has left the building. We put a post up with a picture of him. And that was it, dude. And he's gone into full retirement. And I, I have to believe some of that, at least the timing of it, was influenced by this crisis. Right. But I just had, it was the greatest. I mean, talk about working for someone down to earth who has just left his mark in this world, man. So that little journey's over, but... 25 months I worked for him and it was awesome yeah um, and we got to meet him up in Baltimore and then you mm-hmm. know it was cool man a good guy man awesome actor part of my childhood definitely see that's the thing these guys don't really realize is like people watch watched them as kids man and it's just imprinted in their head oh so, yeah so I mean it's just like wow man it's just that it's that torch yeah. passing moment man that was that was you definitely you definitely did a hell of a job with his page and you got him a lot of new fans that he may necessarily not have ever had you know mm-hmm. so I mean yeah and it's easy. You that and you did a great Thank job you. with that and you know we got to reap the benefit of your you you know your relationship with him thank thank you for that and uh he just you know the the book event in Baltimore last year all four of us were there hanging out yeah, man. You know, we just we had a great time all being together and just, oh, what a good time. And that was all because of, you know, the hard work that you put in to, to get him out there. That's it. You know, 
Uh, once so. again, it's like trying to sell the world's greatest chocolate chip cookie. You call up the comic books and like, hey, William Sanderson wants to do an event here. It's not a hard sell. Right. No, but it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> so much so that I went, I went uh, the two weeks ago, I was sitting here late one, one night on the weekend. I was like, let me see what else he's he's done that I forgot about. Oh, that's right, a Dukes of Hazard episode. So I watched that. <laughs> nice. You know, it was just—it's really cool. You did a great job with it. I mean, I'm sad to see him, you know, but I'm happy for him to take that. You know, it's he earned it. And, yeah, for uh, sure. But as a result of the times, where it's like, okay, well, I guess like now's a good time to, to, to bounce out and see y'all. You know. And I couldn't work 25 months for somebody who wasn't a four-star person. I mean, him and Sharon were such great people to work for, and we collaborated. They weren't bossy. I, you know, I had the freedom. I'd run something by them. Hey, I want to do something different this week. Can we do this? Yeah, sure. I trust your judgment. Let's do that. Like, they were just the easiest people to get along with. Yeah. I just wanted to give him a shout-out and wish him, for whoever hears this, I wish him a good retirement. I mean, I wish him personally, but I want to say it publicly, too. Because he's just such an amazing person. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Shout out William Sanderson, man. Yeah, man. So let me ask you guys something. Uh oh. Yeah, we're going to allow Write his memoirs. Hey, Dan, do I Dan say Alvin this? Is, Dan's going through and he's looking at all his credentials, going through IMDb and like, oh, he was a Duke's Hazard, right? Keith had this giant impact on people and he can, in his later years, reflect on that and um, kind of just look through his accolades of all the stuff he's done and he's got that legacy he knows a hundred years from now people will be watching probably Larry, Daryl and Daryl holograms in their living room people that aren't even born yet will be watching that shit in 2150 how important is legacy to you guys like how important is that maybe some kid a hundred years from now downloads an episode of Guitar Goobers (laughs) <laughs> I guess nothing's impossible, man. You know, dream big, right? I mean, it's out there forever. Someone's going to have to run across it in 100 years. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was like, you know, that was, he was a part of my childhood because when whenever Newhart came on, it was me and my mom and my grandmother would all watch it together every week. My grandmother, you know, she's long gone, but she loved that, you know. She loved those characters. They were just funny, you know. So he did leave something behind. And, you know, to me, it it brings me back to a time when I was younger and it was so cool. But I couldn't imagine anybody listening to to us 100 years from now. What what are they going to listen to? I mean... What? I mean, they're going to listen to a local scene when there might not even be a thing called a local scene in a hundred years. That might yeah. be an abstract. And then, hey, they used to have local music scenes where the bands didn't teleport every night from city to city and all, like, it didn't matter where you were from. Like, all the bands lived in the same area and had to play in the same area. Listen to the show back when bands had to all live and commune in the same area. That might be fascinating to somebody in the year 2200. What if What if our part is just documenting this part of history? Yeah. And how important, getting back to the original question, how important is legacy? If nobody ever hears this show, if you guys make 200 episodes, and then a year after you make your last episode, nobody even listens to it, do you care? Or do you care if somebody hears this stuff 100 years after you're gone? <laughs> That's a hell of a heavy question. Right? Yeah. Woo! Uh, I mean, I care. Know, if you're embarrassed to say it, I definitely care. 
Typically, what I would do on this show, Nick, to be honest with you, as soon as somebody would have said, hey, I got a question, I would stop right there and go, hey, we asked the fucking questions around here. <laughs> I've done that. I've done that a couple times. We usually don't take questions, but you know what? You guys are in the business of asking questions, as we are. Yep. I think we're obligated to answer. What do you say there, Dan? You think so? You think well, we should answer this one? He, he is the podfather. Kind of got he is the podfather. Yes. <laughs> I'm making you an offer you can't refuse. If I get an invite, if I get an invite to like your new podcast, The Podfather, in a year, you know that is so messed up. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a podfather. Yeah, there's got to be. No, but all seriousness, all seriousness. Yeah. If we do 200 episodes, I cross my fingers. I hope we do. I really do. Oh, I think you got to look at that. I think you're going to do quite a bit. We're on pace to get episode 200, I think, the end of next year. So, um, if anybody listens to it a week, you know, after that, we've done what we've wanted to do and we got to do it. Right, right. So, I'm okay with that if it, you know, when the, when the, when the circumstances dictate that the time is over, the time is over. And but if a hundred years from now somebody goes back and digs it up and uses it for whatever, that's great too. We left something behind. Yeah, and I think people will. There's this guy that I'm into called Moondog, and he's like this old man. They called him the Viking of Sixth Avenue, and he was this old homeless bohemian hippie dude. Long hair. He he was famous. He wore a Viking hat. That was his homeless shtick. If he walked around like a crazy person, long gray hair, long beard, wearing a Viking hat. And he made these crazy songs. And he put, somehow he put albums out. I don't know how he did it or who backed them, but he was homeless. He was kind of like Wesley Willis. He was this guy who um, just kind of was in the margins, but he put out uh, five or six albums. And I looked at the charts just out of curiosity of how many albums he sold. And like in 1979, he sold 30,000 albums. In 1982, he sold 50,000. But you go on YouTube when they had those albums on YouTube, and it has like 6 million listens. Do you think Moondog would ever thought when he was running around in a Viking homeless homeless in New York in 1979, he would have a platform where 7 million people would sit at home and listen to his album? No, could not conceive that. There's no way. I mean, he's, he's, he's got YouTube videos that more listens than every album he ever sold when he was alive together. Mm. Wow. So I wouldn't discount you guys being holograms in 100 years in some kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. If that goes down, that's cool, man. Oh, my God. Could you imagine that? <laughs> yeah. Somebody finds your pictures on Facebook and generate you into holograms and they have a little disc that they pass along and they go, hey man, you got you got those guru discs? And maybe like they're black, like, uh, black market at that point to have anything original. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got that, that big Dan and Dan guru <laughs> disc, here you go. And they like go like, sneak in their bedroom and watch it because they don't want to get fined or something. But I mean, anything's possible, dude. Just like Moondog could not predict YouTube in 1979, you can't predict 100 years from now what medium people might be listening to gurus on. Yeah. Whatever. Or experiencing. It could be on Spotify. Right, by saying, listen, you know, how they experience your podcast. You might be surprised. Well, dude, you guys should travel into the future and report back to me. I think in a hundred <laughs> years you'll be be able to be uh, on any spot on Earth 
and have full service data to, to a mobile device, whatever that device is. Where you, right. there, it's like there is no more. Oh my god, I gotta make sure I got signal. I think it'll just be figured out and it'll just be flawless. But yeah, there won't be a mobile device. It'll be built into your brain by then. You won't oh, have to. Oh have yeah, Heck yeah. <laughs> and you watch those Star Trek episodes where you know you're talking. 23rd century and they're there and they have like a little disc where they watch Gunsmoke and they're like check out this thing from like the 1960s called Gunsmoke and they're fascinated by it and so yeah I I totally believe I mean I'm going to be mad dude if 100 years from now you can't find the Nick Capsaurus thing on the internet I've done almost 500 podcasts and I have my picture everywhere I'm a shameless self promoter I better be around in 100 years you will be No, no question they're going to study this and go, that thing of podcasting that was popular in the early 21st century. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that's, that that's neat to think about, right? And that kind of gives, that, at least to me, that's a driving factor, too, of why I do what I do. Just knowing that something I created beyond my children will outlive me, because my children are only going to live so long. But if you put out a podcast, like somebody could be listening to that 500 years from now. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, you're absolutely right. right. All right Never guys. thought about it like that. All right, guys, let me ro- let me rope in this rodeo real quick. No, yeah, right. no more questions from me. Sorry. All right, yeah. <laughs> God damn. Um, we're coming up on it. We're gotten to the final section, and I've been dying all day to wait to ask Nick and Odell this these sets of questions. Uh, we've been playing the uh, trickery on our signature quest of the show, which everybody tunes in for, which is normally best gig, worst gig. But since the COVID thing hit, I've decided to name it best bullshit, worst bullshit. Answer in any order you like, but you can answer um, both. But you got to answer both. So, uh, Nick, Odell, who wants to go first? Um, Odell, you can if you want, man. I, I want to get my head around this. Oh, boy. All right, so Adele. Unless you still on the spot, then I'll go. No, I'm good. All right, all right, so Adele, this this is best bullshit, worst bullshit. This doesn't okay. have to be related to playing a show. This is just since everything's been going on, what's the best bullshit you've seen out there and the worst bullshit you've seen out there? Uh, <laughs> the best bullshit I've seen out there is probably... Everybody, I'm a cycle. I'm a former site lead. I, I just switched over to the government, but I was a site lead for uh, for contractors. So, um, I the best BS I used to get was when people would send me their weekly reports, their teleworking reports, and I'm sitting there reading it, and I'm like, "There's no way you you did skill soft training for eight hours today." There's, 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 no, <laughs> there's no way you did some sort of training for eight hours. It takes no human being to do this kind of personal training, uh, or you know, that's what a lot of people put like personal training, or um, they would have some crazy answer. I'm like, you were probably out doing yard work or running errands, because I know I was. And <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, so, did you turn a blind eye? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! All right. I, I think I think I think everybody does because after a while you're like, okay, you may have enough work for two two and a half hours to do at home, and then you're 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 pretty much trying to ward off the kids, and you're 
you got the honeydew list out there. You're trying to knock out before the weekend comes because it's still the weekend. So, you're, you know, you're trying to get all that stuff done. But um, I think it took longer for people to write their weekly reports than it actually did for the work that they they actually <laughs> did. <laughs> so that would be the best bullshit. Uh, the worst um, is... Uh, uh, being 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 a Christian and, and you know going to church and things like that is when you see these cats on TV that it just shakes your head. I, I, I got to shake my head when you see the the, uh, the the pastors at certain churches open their churches and just bring people in and basically we're like you know we're not listening to the governors we're listening to God you know you're like oh no no you're not because oh. God is God is shaking his head at you too you know <laughs> I think that's the word you know you just see these people coming in and they're all you know uh, that that is probably my two <laughs> fair enough fair enough that was good man that's good stuff yeah <laughs> All right, now the spotlight's on to Nick. Nick, 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 All Nick, right, Nick. so I'm giving this a little thought. I am a political animal by nature, but I'm going to try to keep this as general as possible as to not ruffle any feathers. The worst that I've seen around this is the conspiracy theories and the politi- politicalization of wearing masks, social distancing. It's a health crisis. It shouldn't be a political crisis or a political debate. It shouldn't divide people. Nobody should have to feel shamed for wearing a mask or really for not wearing a mask. I mean, you do you. Um, And I just hate how this has further divided us, especially for something inherently just like Gillette Razors was politicized in paper straws. This is not it has nothing to do with politics in my book it's a it's a medical health crisis that's about as general as i can make that but best um as a musician i i think seeing the ways like i said creators create seeing the ways that musicians have found just these beautiful and interesting ways and spaces to continue to make music and to continue to thrive under the most difficult of situations. And I'm, you know, I'm also, I have a lot of um, admiration for the frontline people, the EMTs, the nurses, the doctors who are out there sharing their stories. And it's beautiful. Um, John Kerensky, I think his name is, from The Office, has an amazing YouTube show that he's been doing spotlighting acts of courage and acts of kindness during this whole thing. And I think that's been an amazing thing to watch. So I think the good thing is just been watching, the, I guess to frame it even better, the negative has been seeing how people have turned this so ugly, and the positive have been seeing the people have chosen to kind of rise up to the situation yeah. and just really make something positive out of it, even out of terrible circumstances. Nice. Yeah, I get that. All man. right. I didn't want to bum you all out, so... I'm so bummed out now, man. Well, it's to be heavy because it's such a fun show, man. And sometimes I can be a drag because I get really heavy on stuff. Yeah, it's I'm trying to keep it light. I mean, but guys... That's my version of light. But okay, guys, yeah. Nick Light. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I still want to give it up to the American public in general 
that stayed indoors for the first month, you know, and were good about it. You know, New York was a ghost town. That had yeah. to, that had to count, man. You can't tell me that didn't count. Oh no, no. it I, does. It does. And I think we just did. You know, we did. The American spirit is grab the bull by the horns and get her done. I think everybody hunkering down as quick as they did. I mean, really paid off more than we can really know. And then, I don't know, man. I just, I, that's what I believe, man. I, I mean, it's like buying war bonds during World War Two, Or, you know, buying certain things to support the war effort. Or doing without certain things. I mean, that's the equivalent today, especially in New York. And, I mean, we had um, James on from SLC Punk. He was the director and he lives in New York, and I didn't even know this, but like every day at like five o'clock, everybody goes to their windows and cheers, cheers the yep. local doctors and nurses. Yep. Wow. And, I, and I didn't even know that until, yeah, James Warandino came on. It was like, yeah, dude, I, you know, I have to be off by five because I've got to go to the window, and we've got to like cheer on the nurses. And it's something that the whole community did as one voice. Wow. That's cool. Yep. I yep. wish they'd share more of that stuff, man. And that's what John um, Kerensky does on his show, is he tells about the great acts of courage that week and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. I forget the name of the show, but if you go on YouTube and Google it, it's pretty much everywhere. Nice. Yeah, that man. makes me feel good. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. We're, we're going to get through it. We're going to plow through it. But I, I really think that we did a great job with everybody staying home in the beginning. I get it over time. People got... You know, we get stir crazy. That's just human nature. Right. And we just got to monitor the situation and pray it doesn't come back in where, you know, the disaster situation. See? Yeah. I mean, that's what we don't know yet. If it does come back during flu season, it's going to be even more dire than it was the first time around. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's just people, if they... If they are coming out, if they, and if you need to go out, just use the precautions, man. It's like, you know, I think sometimes, I, you know, you know, you always hear that term, first world problems. I think being uncomfortable in a mask is like the least. It's like, would you rather do that or be hooked up to a ventilator? You know, you know, or, they, you know, you got to weigh your options here because there's people that don't have that, uh, you know, that are you know, don't have the options that we have where we can, oh, well, you know, I, I can stay home and enjoy TV or I can stay home and do a podcast or I can do this or do that. There's people out here that don't have crap. And, you know, like when the kids were out, especially in Baltimore City and the kids were out of school and they were doing, you know, their school online and, you know, there's a lot of kids in the city that don't have computer access and then the libraries are closed. So they're like, well, unfortunately, I don't have a computer in my house. What do I do? So, you know, I, I think we need to take a step back to be thankful for what we have and just be, you know, when the experts are telling you, look, just do these things. You can still go out, just do these things. That's it. It's, it's not that's hard. the downfall of it being politicized. It's not that they're saying, hey, I know I'm going to probably end up killing somebody, but screw them. It's I don't believe the media when they say this is an actual thing. At yeah. worst, it doesn't exist. At best, it's just the, it's like any other flu, and it's being like that's the dangers of it being politicized. I don't okay. think there's a whole lot of people going. Yeah, I know it'll probably get people sick, and some people might die. Who cares? I just don't think they they understand the threat because it's been turned into a political thing. And once again, 
There's nothing political about this inherently. No, no, it's no, a, no. It's no. a health crisis. It's not any kind of right-left thing. No, it hits everybody. It, it, does it doesn't yeah. discriminate. That's for damn. No, that's the truth. That is the truth. Yep. Wow, guys. Yep. Well, this was an awesome interview with you guys tonight, man. We really do appreciate the time, man. It's Thank well, you, guys. Well over an hour. Uh, Nick Katzorz, Odell Norman, Musical Osmosis. Man, great podcast. We look forward to next week's episode. You're back, right? Yes. Yes, Landis Expandis is going to be on. Who else we got on there next? Landis Expandis on my birthday. Almighty Senators, man. (laughs) And you guys don't have to man. Yeah. And um, Savannah Pope is going to be on. We're going to have a little 30-minute bonus episode because she's got the new video out. Yeah. Right. So you're taping Tuesday night? Thursday, um, Thursday, no, Tuesday, this Tuesday. Yeah, usually Wednesday nights, but we're doing Tuesday because it's my birthday. So we're taping the same night. That's awesome. I dig it. There you go. Yep, I hope our digital cycles line up. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. one. (laughs) Like, if it's Tuesday, it's the Guru's Day. (laughs) We might be introducing Landis at the exact same moment you're introducing your guest. Total synchronicity. Ah. Yeah, this is a, this is a great time for podcasts. It is, it really is. This is the golden age. We're we're right on we're right on the front of it here. Right. Uh, nah, I couldn't come disagree. On. All Don't because... take away my thunder. <laughs> you guys, you guys are doing something so original that you're in your own pocket. But I will say, I used to get a lot more downloads when I first started in 2013, 2014. Because I don't even think the term podcast was mainstream yet. Like, I used yeah. to call it online radio. Yeah, that's not the same. In. It's not the same. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot more people listened because there was a lot less product. And like everything else, there's so many podcasts. I don't trust somebody that's never had a podcast. If I meet you and you're like, I've never had a podcast, I'm like, ew, what the hell's going on with that dude? <laughs> well, I guess we're okay with you then. Yeah, yes, absolutely. But yeah, I'm making a joke. But the point is, is everyone has a podcast now, and there's so much glut in the virtual space that it's really hard. It's the same thing with fans, you know. You can get your stuff out there easier, but there's so much of it. Do you get lost in all that white noise, or do you have an opportunity? Like it's like anything else, right? Yeah. Upside downside there. Everything. Yeah. And I don't so, want to crush. I'm not trying to crush anybody's aspirations or dreams but i've talked and we probably all of us here on on this call have all been in the same situation where you run into a friend you're like oh man i could totally do a podcast man oh yeah i could be like you know uh-huh. you're thinking to yourself <laughs> here's the first thought that goes through my mind when i start hearing that i shake my head yes and i go yeah okay but i'm thinking in my head yeah you may be able to get on there and you may be uh-huh. able to think you got something to talk about but you, you have the dedication to continue mm-hmm. to do it. That's why if you, if you don't have the drive to continue to see it through, you've yep. already lost. That's the average so podcast lasts like 12 episodes. And that's having yeah. like, you know, Carson Daly, whoever, with 6 million episodes, or Chris uh, Hardwick. Hardwick. Like that's having those guys on the other end of that average scale with thousands of episodes. And I mean, there's so many podcasts that comes out, one, two, three episodes, because people, like you said, they don't have the dedication. I don't think they, under, some people, they don't understand the amount of blood, sweat, and tears that goes into the process. Yep. Right. 
Yep. Yeah, that's why I this is so much admiration much? of, uh, of uh, like a Howard Stern, you know, who's been doing this forever and does it four yep. hours a day, every day. <laughs> Once again, the good people around you, how, this fun conversation, even though it lasted an hour and a half, more within an hour and a half worth of work went into oh, yeah. setting it up. Yes, it did. Yeah, I would I would love to do this for four hours every day. Oh. But just to come up and, and keep people entertained for that long and, and grow. That's the thing. Like people don't realize, like you listen to Howard Stern now compared to when he was younger and he's grown. I mean he's like I mean I could sit there and listen to his interviews now because people just open up. They literally just yep. sit down and spill their guts and it's great. And you're just like, man, and he just knows how to he knows how to get it. He, but it took time to learn that. He put the work oh, yeah. in. Yep. I mean, he, he, he wasn't always put like in that. his 5,000 master class hours. After 5,000 yep. hours, I think it is, you're a master of anything. He's yep. definitely put those hours in, probably hit him back in the 90s yep. in 5,000 hours. Yeah, you know? he's, done it, he's done it three times over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing. Wow. So just everybody listening tonight, just know that what we all do is a real thing, okay? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yep. It's the greatest stunts. job that never. It's the greatest job that doesn't have a paycheck. Never <laughs> get a paycheck. Kevin Smith doesn't get a paycheck from it. No Amen. Amen. But it's he uses it to ferret out like plots for his next movie. Like uh, that movie Tusk. He invented that movie on his podcast, sitting around just making jokes with his friends. Right. Wow. And, oh, and that's man. how that movie. The inception of that movie was it, it's on nice. podcast. It's nice to have some fuck you money when you're just on a podcast going, man, I'm going to make a fucking movie. That's what that is. Well, he's doing yeah, all his work, work, for sure. We could conceive a movie right here together, but we would only need like a $300 budget. We could probably make something pretty terrible. So. Yeah. I think Blair Witch Project was done on credit cards, and that was oh, back yeah. before you had a, a camera in your pocket. That was back when you actually had out video equipment. I'll, I'll tell you a quick. I'll tell you a quick Blair Witch story. Uh, my roommate and still good friend, actually, uh, when I was telling you guys about meeting up with my roommate from college, um, talking, he was on the line. His farm uh, was in that movie because uh, he lived in Burkittsville. So um, he said, still to it was parents' farm. He said, still to this day, when he goes over there to fix things up or whatever, there's still people that come. He'll find little altars and little candles burnt on the end of his property. Oh, <laughs> to this day. That's amazing, dude. And this is, you know, this goes back how gullible the American public is. That was really the first found footage movie. And I remember, and I won't say any names, but the person I was dating at the time was convinced it was real. <laughs> you know, the girl from it was on Jay Leno last night. It's not real. They're like, yes, it is. It's like, that really happened. And because oh. nobody had ever done it. That movie wasn't a great movie. If it came out today, you no. probably wouldn't go watch it. But no. it was the first of its kind. It was the first actual sound footage movie that yep. launched the whole genre. Yep. So that's what made it special. But I remember when it came out and people were like, is that real? Was that a, like, did that really happen? Well, can we find a police report on this? And I think yep. this was even a little bit pre-internet. There it might have been internet. a debatable thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. People would debate over it. <laughs> it was real. But that would be crazy if you did that today for a found footage movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that one with the big monster. I forget the name of it. 
That's been All right, fun. Fellas. I'm spent. <laughs> Congratulations on 75 episodes. Uh, this by is the time you're yeah. at, by the time we hit 120, you'll probably be passing us. Ah, we'll see what happens, dude. You're yeah, gonna we may out. see. We may wake up tomorrow and go, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> it's a competition, but now it's definitely a competition. So, oh, I know. Great, don't, Odell, don't double duty. Five episodes a week, Odell. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish you guys all the best. You'll Heck probably yeah. be around Heck a lot yeah. longer than us. Yeah. We wish you guys the same. Same. Yeah, um, you guys are, you know, we, we love you guys. And, you know, you're very inspirational. So keep up the hard work and keep it going. Hey, you right back on. at you, man. Like I said, and I mean this. I'm sincere when I say the fact that you guys have been able to keep it local. And you, you have a love and dedication to that scene. A lot of people in your situation would have got a little bit of um, clout and said, you know what, let's branch out and start reaching out to big bands. I bet you we can get them on now because we've done this. We have sponsors. And um, no, you guys have stayed local and stayed true to your original mission statement. So my hat's off to you. That's right. I love these guys down here, man. I love these guys and gals down here. They're straight. And it shows, man, obviously, you couldn't do 75 episodes about something you were even lukewarm on. Right. Much less than the love, so... That's true. That's very true. I mean, just, I mean, Pete, I just, we want get the word out so the casual listener to the program picks this up and goes, wow, man, there's some really great local music if you know where to go on what day. That's it. You know, and, and this is the first time we're giving some legitimacy to the whole platform of promoting it on a, on a weekly, a, a, a concrete weekly basis, you know that. You know what I mean. That's why I say consistency, 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 because people can always be like, "Oh, the gurus, the gurus." Yeah. Any, Southern Maryland. Southern Maryland's digital brochure. You should open up a welcome center at the county line. <laughs> I'm serious, and you guys are kind of representing where people want to know about that music scene. Just turn into the, tune into the gurus. Right. Hey, man. You know, when they publish the weekly uh, music schedule around here, they actually list our show for Thursday night as the, like the opening of the weekend. <laughs> nice. There you go. Yeah, we opened the <laughs> There you go. How crazy is that? It's a fucking talk show. <laughs> but it means something, dude. And once uh, again, right we're back now. to you can't do this 75 episodes if you're not connecting with people. And you're making a connection. You are a fundamental part of that scene now. You're, you're moving into the tapestry of Southern Maryland culture. And that's, yeah. you know, we can go right back to 100 years from now. Somebody will be watching you guys in their bedroom via a hologram. Wow. Or a brain chip or whatever we have then. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm pretty comfortable knowing that any band that's in our area pretty much should know about our show. You know, you know I'm yeah. pretty comfortable about that. That's cool. Yeah. It's just trying well, to grow beyond that. Get their fans to tune in, too. I'm sure you guys have a great fan base. I see when you guys post. You have a lot of interaction. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's phenomenal. Premiere night's awesome, man. That's why I always invite you to come by, man, and hang out for a minute. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I know. I need to get on that more. I've actually been whittling off of Facebook. I've been on it less and less because it's such a toxic, like, fetid viper's pit. But dude, I don't want to be on stop, Facebook anymore. You got to stop jumping in the dens and just walk around the cliffs. Oh, man, it's just, I mean, I, I go to rooms specifically to have nothing to do with politics, and they're politicized. Like, I'll go into the punk room, and it's just all politics. And I'm like, dude, I just want to hear about cool dance. Dude, I'll send you, I'm going to send you an invite to my Jaguar Jazzmaster guitar group. We don't do any of that there. I don't know anything about Jazzmasters, but okay. Yeah, and then you can hang out there, and I guarantee you that will never get brought up. We'll be talking about music. Right on. Yeah, it's cool, man. Trust me, we... They're like they'll post a cool picture of an actor holding a guitar, you know, and you're like, oh shit, that's awesome, man. Where'd you find that? You and know? that's a good space, dude. I mean, I belong to this um, group, strange like movies and TV shows, because I'm into like I try to find all these real weird things to watch. And somebody will post something of a TV show, and they'll be like, oh, that shows this or that politically, and a big fight will start. And someone will be like, admin, why aren't you doing something about this? And it oh, says right in the rules, no politics. And, you know, I just kind of tune out because it's so hard to escape, like, that event horizon and get sucked into that black hole of just, like, everything being politicized or everything, like, somebody being offended by any meme you put up. Even if, like, I mean, I come from a world where where intent means something. And if you're not intending to be cruel or mean or rude and you're just, like, putting something up because you find it funny... I mean, but people should like overread stuff into it and then get all mad. I mean, some girl was just posting. She put this thing up with two Barbie dolls. I don't even remember what the joke was, and someone reported her. And it was like the most like innocuous, meaningless meme. And she's yeah. like, one of my friends reported me, and I had to delete them. And I was like, over this? Like, what's the real version? Like, if I if I told the equivalent of like two Barbie doll jokes at a bar, would you punch me in my face and never talk to me again? Like, it's just not a reflection of the real world. It's just not something I'm into as much anymore. I understand. I got you. I got you. So, once again, I'm the downer on the show. I'm sorry. All right, here you go. Never have you on the show more than, like, 20 minutes. All right. Or, like, just start to get all glum like this and And melancholy. We're nothing but a pack of talkers on this phone tonight. That's it. Oh, yeah. You don't have an episode with... A, a, you don't have a podcast episode with another podcast on your episode. What's going to happen? <laughs> we're about. all just going to start talking. And next thing you know, it's like 20 minutes later. Oh, by the way. <laughs> what was the question again? Yeah, we were saying bye. I'm off on some tangent. You're asking me like what time your show starts every week. And next thing you know, I'm off on some tangent. <laughs> field somewhere. Well, I'll throw this out here. Odell, thank you yes, so sir. much. Appreciate you, you for coming Appreciate on. You, man. Congrats Definitely. on the new place, man. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see you again. You know. Oh yeah. Last time I saw you, we actually got to jam a little together, which was nice. That was awesome. Yep. So I can't wait for that, Nick. I can't wait to see you again. You take care of yourself on Meth Mountain. Yeah. And you know, be good up there and keep those uh, actually, radio waves throwing out there, man. And you know, we look nice forward to peaceful up here, man. Yeah, man. We look forward to uh, all the great stuff you guys got coming up. Uh, we're, we're very happy to have you on here, so thank you guys for that. And we appreciate your time. And we appreciate the effort you put into the fantastic product that you guys put out. Thank, thank you, sir. And everybody can well. find us at www.musicalosmosis.com. Nice. 
Fucking right, .com or I love it. <laughs> You're listening to Musical Osmosis with Nick and Odell. Right here on the Southern Maryland Just let me know. I'll do some voiceover. Shit. I might have to thank you for that. You have a very regal voice. That's what I've always wanted to do in this life. Just voiceover work. You know, they have um, online sites if you Google it. You can do voiceover work right from your computer. Dee's tried to apply for a couple of those shops. Alright, well, I need to talk to you. We gotta, I gotta get that call. Send the link. There you go. <laughs> Send the link. <laughs> All right, side All note, right. I'm going to be hitting up Nick in private about this whole thing. So, you guys... Oh, I thought know. we were off air. I'm sorry. No, no, we don't edit. We we roll, man. We do the whole thing. We're still doing the show. So, guys, hey, we'll catch you on the next time. It's been fantastic. Um, Thank you, man. Thank you guys for having us on, man. Yeah, definitely. Right on. Well, dude, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Th- thanks for taking us under your wing when we were first starting our journey and really setting us up right because you didn't have to do that and you did so that's what's freaking cool uh, man. not also that let me, let me end with this this is how much I wanted to come on the show tonight Mortal Kombat Aftermath came out today and instead of playing that for 12 hours straight I took a break to come on the show wow. thank you I, dude there I know what go. that means I know what that means that says it all <laughs> that says it all Cool. All right, guys. We, all right, fellas. All right, See you guys later. Stay safe, there. man. All right, man. Yeah, y'all be safe. All right, peace. Come back. All right, Nick. There you go. All right, there they go, dude. They're out, man. There they go, man. Bam. Dude, what a show tonight. Yeah, man. We got to... We got to live in the, live in our world a little bit, you know. Right, man. We were just flowing, and it was going, man. Yeah, you can't put four podcasters on the same call together. What's, yeah, what are we gonna do? We're gonna talk, right? <laughs> and and I I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Those, you know, they're grinders. You know, like we are, and we appreciate everything that you know they do, and. You know they, they they appreciate what we do, and there's a mutual respect and a professionalism amongst us all. And we, you know, it was very cool for us to do that tonight. And I'm I'm glad that they were they were here with us. Yeah, um, and and it, and they're not an easy get to get booked up. You know, they're in the no band, man. So they, they no not at all. So it's very cool <laughs> for them to make time for us tonight. So special shout out to them for that. So thank you, Nick. Thank you, Adele. Um, there you go. Their candor was off the hook, dude. It was awesome. I loved Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I loved it. And I love I, I said, screw it. Let them ask questions. It's cool. It was just going. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, you, you're not going to have a, another podcast on, and they're not They're not going to ask questions. <laughs> it's yeah. not going to happen. They're going to ask questions. Exactly. So, dude, it, we're running up almost two hours and 20 minutes. So let's just thank the sponsors real quick, give a, give a quick summary, and then get out of here. What do you think? All right, let's do it. All right, cool. All right, we got uh, Jesse Wickline, Allied Renovations, Christopher Lane Tattoos, Cooper Construction, Island Music, they're reopening June 1st, 10 a.m. or 11 a.m., whatever it is, but it's June 1st. They're back open. Breaking news, breaking news. That's awesome. I will be there at some point that day. 
Um, yeah. I'm super stoked, super stoked to get back in there and check out some gear and get and get that part of my stage, my life back, you know? Yeah. Popping into the local music store, that that really sets the tone for some normalcy coming back, man. Right. Maybe maybe they've redone some things on the inside. We'll check it out. See what's up. Yeah. I'm sure they got something planned. Um so who knows? I might I might do something. Who knows? It'll be fun. All right. So we got that look forward to. Um we got uh Southern Maryland Chronicle, David Higgins, shout out for him. He's working undercover this week. We will have him back next week as long as his uh his deal's done. So that's cool. Um, he never misses, so I get it. Sometimes work, you know, sometimes the paper comes first, and I get it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So that's cool. Well, let's, thank, let's thank Sean Kirkpatrick for his time tonight. Oh, yeah, man. Great. He was first he in early scratch. Then he came through. Yeah. He came through like a champ. So that was awesome. Uh, what a killer episode this was this evening. Yeah. Um, there's, you could just feel a lot, a lot of positivity tonight. Uh, a lot of good energy you know everybody's feeling pretty good man and this is just what this is just what we need yeah the transition out of the memorial show to Frankie Clark to this this is great um sets up sets us up for next week and um stay tuned for the release on next Monday for what's coming up next week I got another cool little thing before we get back to doing the band stuff so I got some I got another little thing planned it's gonna be fun that should be awesome, man. It's a tease. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully, my my rear end will be back in that studio next week. <laughs> right, and that's going to be fun too, man. Check it out. I got a nice show planned for next week's episode seventy-five. You just got to stay tuned to the Facebook post on Monday to see what's planned. That's the tease. There it is. Cool, dude. I, I'm spent, man. I'm ready to go, man. What about you? Yeah, I'm, I am definitely. Uh, I'm definitely done. I'm not going to be able to talk tomorrow. All right, cool. Uh, I'm, I'm going to sing us home and we'll get out of here. All right, let's do it. Cool. It's the Southern Maryland Guitar Gurus with Dan and Dan. We're Southern Maryland's number one choice for music talk radio, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>